0: So you've never
1: wrestled. Me? No, come on. Don't be crazy. Listen, I know the wrestlers get all the fancy ladies and their clothes and the free creams and lotions. But my life is good.
0: Yours?
2: Hey everybody, welcome to Yours, Mine, and Theirs, the movie podcast where democracy puts us in a figure 4 leg lock and forces us to watch three movies from weird genres. I'm Roy from Virginia, and tonight this podcast is brought to you by the color Light Tan. Light Tan, when tan is too dark and beige isn't exciting enough. Light Tan.
1: Hey, I'm John. I just ate ten eagle yolks, and I know a buttload about wrestling, so let's go.
3: I'm Crystal, and um, after this podcast is over, I am going into the wilderness, probably (laughs) to (laughs) die.
4: And finally, I am Richard. I'm in Seattle. We're rounding off the time zones. It's a win win situation for everyone, if you think about it. And makes me want to, you know, slam my body on the bed because we're all tired, but it's, you know, this is well worth the excitement to stay up for and eat nachos libre <laughs> oh
1: wait it's wait okay so i didn't say i'm 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 in utah so it's a win 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 yeah. situation as far oh. as the time zones
2: go this is, Wow,
3: we've got four
2: yeah this I, is podcast oh. mania 1 of all four time zones amazing yeah all right
3: so. i'm in nashville i didn't mention i'm i'm central so yay yep. we're
2: we're all I'm across this centrist. beautiful country all right all Actually, I'm right. mountain-y, I guess.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Pacific-y,
4: mountain-y, central eastern yeah.
2: Hooray! Okay, anyway, you bunch of losers, here's what this podcast is all about. If, if you're listening for the first time, which would be really weird. But anyway, uh, a couple podcasts ago, someone said we should watch wrestling movies. So here we are. We're watching three wrestling movies because we let you guys pick our genre and we let you pick one movie and then we pick the other two. So wrestling movies, and tonight we are going to talk about Body Slam, starring Rowdy Roddy Piper, and Nacho Libre, and then Win-Win with Paul Giamatti and Jeffrey Tambor, and uh, all three very, very, very different films. Um, But that's Mm. how democracy works, and how the leg works. Did you guys do your homework and watch WrestleMania 3?
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, You made me watch it 25 years ago.
2: And you just counted that?
1: I count that. That's okay. It's the one where Hulk Hogan body slams Andre the Giant, right?
2: (laughs) It's only 16 minutes, John. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, I think it might be the most famous professional wrestling match of all time. And it's also the reason why Hulk Hogan has had like 20 back surgeries and can barely walk today is because of that fight. Well, 16 minutes ain't worth it. No, you you really shouldn't try to deadlift 550 pounds of human flesh (laughs) and (laughs) slam it over your head. So... Um, yeah. Anyway, if you didn't know, Hulk Hogan beats Andre the Giant. WrestleMania three. It's a great match. So uh, uh, maybe that's all. I, I would I would say that's all we have to say about that. But I guess we should talk a little bit. I don't know what your your all reference points is for wrestling, but I grew up in a house that was so into wrestling, and I mean it all starts with res- with uh Rocky three, right? Where Hulk Hogan had his big breakthrough with Thunderlips, and after Rocky three, Hulk Hogan became a really big deal. And then we had rich friends who had satellites and they could watch WrestleMania when it was live. But usually we had to wait for like the videotape to come to Top Hat Video or Cougar Rentals or whatever. Right. Um, but man, we loved WrestleMania and we loved the SummerSlam and the Survivor Series and they were all great. And I loved watching it as a kid and I can't stand it today. Uh, maybe <laughs> it's because, you know, the, the things of the, the, are for your kids are stupid and it's only good when you were a kid or something. So so wrestling today is for your kids. They don't like it either. So maybe that that (laughs) means it's just no good, but it still has a huge audience. So what do I know?
4: Yeah. I think the more knowledge and learning that we gather as we grow up, the more we realize, Oh, it's silly. It's, it's, it is definitely geared towards a younger audience. I would say,
3: (laughs) is it silly though? No,
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not, <laughs> Not at all, so it, one, that at, putting it kind, I think at, at one point, Hulk Hogan was the highest paid athlete in the world, and i i i I guess I don't i mean he they are athletes right i don't have you guys
3: absolutely they're athletes did any of you ever <laughs> see mm-hmm. the
2: uh documentary beyond the mat? No, no, I
4: watched the glorious glamorous ladies of wrestling documentary
2: <laughs> so so uh, and which which also looks really good. And I never saw that series on Netflix, but it looked really good too. But Oh,
4: that is a good series. That's yeah. your new homework,
2: but okay. go on. <laughs> um, so Beyond the Mad, what I learned from that is the winner is decided before the match starts. And everyone knows that it's faking. You can see they're not making full contact all the time. But they are making full contact a lot of the time.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: so I, as a kid, I'm like, oh, they're bleeding. So they're using like the ketchup package or whatever and it turns out that's not true usually when they're bleeding in the ring it's because they're bleeding in the ring and yeah and so some sort
3: of mistake maybe happened
2: yeah yeah or or i don't know i, I guess some of these wrestlers really didn't get along in real life and maybe didn't pull their punches when they should have
1: well we we didn't watch it i mean amazingly it wasn't nominated but according to the movie the wrestler and I think there's a bit of truth of this, but, you know, don't quote. It's been a long time since my wrestling 101 days, you know, just a freshman credit that I had. <laughs> but it, it like uh, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't uncommon to, like, bring a blade into the ring. And when someone hits you, you cut yourself.
2: Yeah. To, to oh. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, so there's this really gross mm. scene in Beyond the Mat where after whatever big event has happened, the camera's backstage in the locker room and everyone is getting stitched up. And it's just I,
1: so gross. If that is true, I am very amazed that you know, in in you know, a half century or a century, like yeah, like maybe a half century of wrestling technology did never came up with a better solution than actually literally bleeding (laughs) why not do the ketchup packets
2: i don't know right graphing
1: a fight why not do
2: that so i'm gonna need you to bleed on the head during this match and the only way i'm aware of how to do that is with this steel chair yeah (laughs)
3: um when i was a kid my uh my mom was a flight attendant she still is um but when she she became a flight attendant was when i was about four and um all but one of my siblings are older my dad was in charge of us when my mom was away um you know, obviously. And, uh, we would watch like smack, we'd, we'd watch a uh, Monday night raw and we'd watch like just WWF in general, uh, at nights and eat pizza with my dad. And, um, I mean, it was like a huge thing when I was a kid. Like it was, uh, especially among all my siblings and I were all like pretty close in age. And, um, we would like, reenact these fights in the living room and whoever could do the people's eyebrow the best, it was always a competition, you know, when you'd the rock would come out onto the stage and everyone would go, can you smell what the rock is cooking? cooking. You know, like, it was huge when I was a kid. Um, And so like delving back into these movies has brought a lot of that back up for me. And it's been so exciting. I'm like, man, why did I ever like, I mean, obviously, you know, I, As, like, a young woman, it's not necessarily something that's totally popular among my demographic. Um, but Mm -hmm. it is. It's, it's very exciting to go back and watch it again. Uh, and two, I was like very into, um, Total Divas when that was a show, Mm -hmm. I think on E or something. Um, because I was a big fan of Nikki Bella because she was on Dancing with the Stars. So it's like, it's all very circular. Um, but anyway, I, this has brought, up a resurgence of an interest in wrestling in my life and if you guys do like wrestling or you are more interested in getting to know more about wrestling there's a podcast that i started listening to this week that i heard about years ago and that's been on for about 10 years now and it's called we watch wrestling and they dive deep into like the history of it and it's so fun to listen to so we watch wrestling that's a that's a plug for people that I don't know in real life.
4: Well, that's why we have Crystal on these podcasts. Let me tell you.
1: <laughs> I, I heard that podcast is scripted, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let, let me let me say uh, my history with wrestling. This is this is the extent of my history. Uh, when, once when a long I put time you in ago, the
2: figure four leg lock. Is that your your history?
1: Uh, there, that's okay. There are two points of history. That was the second. Okay. That was the second aspect of history. going deeper, going way back. I'm now about 11 years old or so, and um, there's this guy I know named Roy in elementary school, and I Mm -hmm. hang out at his house all the time, and uh, we love Saturday Night Live. And um, one day I say to him, I'm over at your house, and I go, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. There's like no Saturday Night Live this week according to TV Guide. Instead, it's something called Saturday Night's Main Event, (laughs) and then – the entire Fillmore household went yes,
0: yes, yes.
1: I've never seen someone more excited to watch a wrestling thing than Saturday Night Live, <laughs> which uh, totally uh, t- took me by surprise because I I had no idea that you know my my neighbor household. Um, you know, was part of the wrestling community. Uh, And then several years later, you got me in the um, figure four leg lock. (laughs) And that's kind of, that's kind of it.
2: It hurts. Uh,
1: It, 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 it does, it does hurt. I think I've, I've watched wrestling from afar with outsider bemusement for a long time (laughs) and I've never, and that's going to change tonight, but I've, I've never had it, I've never been converted, and I've never had it explained to me, and I've always felt the enthusiasm from people, but it's never been explained to me in a way I understand why people are
2: so enthusiastic about professional wrestling. John, you've never been baptized? (laughs) Interesting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess so.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. So I, I do want to say, when every every couple of years, I'll kind of get a little bit excited about it again. My favorite wrestling event that used to happen on an annual basis was called the SummerSlam. No, 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 no the, uh, the Royal the Royal Rumble. The Royal, the Royal, Royal Rumble. Rumble. Mm. Yeah, where one person starts in the ring, and every two minutes, a new person enters into the ring. Oh my gosh, that's 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 so fantastically fun! I like it more than the battle royale. I am glad that one of our movies does have a battle royale. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- what are they called? The uh, the battle jam.
3: Yeah, the battle <laughs> jam. <laughs> battle
2: jam and Nacho Libre. Yeah. Anyway, um, oh, have you guys seen either Andre or the Chic? Those two documentaries. I've seen yeah. the Andre the Giant documentary. Oh, that one's pretty darn good. But the Chic one is really good too. That one's all about how um. These wrestlers were all cooked out of their minds, <laughs> <laughs> which is why most of them didn't die wealthy men. Um, but anyway, the Sheik is a really good.
1: Uh, it, it, did it, well, did it go into his detailed ties with Saudi Arabia oil?
2: <laughs> no, but so he fled Iran because Iran's champion uh, wrestler in the 60s or 70s or whatever was executed by the state for – like becoming too internationally famous or something—I don't know.
3: Oh, wow. And okay. So I, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm probably getting it wrong, but The Sheikh is a is a good documentary that's worth watching. I'll will check that one out. No, that sounds good. Okay, we
1: have we said what we're the movies we're covering.
2: Yeah, we have Body Slam, uh, Nacho Libre, and Win Win. And if you are ready, Crystal ready. and Richard unf- are. I'm sorry, you guys have to do Body Slam.
4: <laughs> oh yes, um, Crystal. Uh, we do. Yes,
3: yeah. I wrote a. I wrote a summary. Um, um, <laughs>
4: should we go every other paragraph?
3: Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So um, I'll start. We have. Uh, it's body slam. I think it was. Uh, was it nineteen eighty seven? Eighty seven. Eighty six. Eighty six. Okay. okay. So. Um, <clears throat> enter scene, we have Harry Smilak in a red car driving down the, I'm assuming, the PCH um, or the 101 close to Beverly Beverly Hills. He's a talent manager. He is horrible at his actual job. He is, I think this is the correct number, um, at $67,811.19 in debt uh, from a Korean loan company. He accidentally finds himself to be the manager of a pro wrestler, Quick Rick Roberts, aka Rowdy Rowdy Piper, and uh then also adds Tonga Tom, aka Tama, aka the Tonga Kid, aka the Samoan Savage um <laughs> to his roster of talent.
2: Wait, wait. Is he Tonga the- or Samoan? Cuz you can't yeah. be both.
3: <laughs> no, no, th- those all those names were um his professional wrestling names in IRL.
1: In, oh wow! In, okay, because I I think I read somewhere I saw that there was a guy named the Simone Savage, and I'm like, I wonder if he fought Tonga Tom.
3: Because... Yeah, no, it was the same. It was I think his real name is like Sam, Fitu or something. I I looked it up.
2: Did his parents at one point have like a Romeo and Juliet thing going on from Samoa and Tonga? Is,
1: or is he really Italian or something?
2: <laughs> right, <laughs> you just don't know.
3: Uh, Sam Fatu, that's his real name Um, Yeah, anyway, so he ends up also under the uh, management of one Harry Smilak And take it away, Richard
4: Okay, but Smilak, as we know, has upset everybody Including now, popular wrestling manager, uh, Captain Lou Morano And also... You put in here Albano, is that correct?
3: Yeah, Lou Albano. I think that's Albano. I don't know. That was his real name. Lou oh. Albano. 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 Okay. There we go.
4: You know, we took notes. <laughs> Crystal took notes. Captain. Captain. <laughs> so the captain, yeah, gets in a big tiff with uh, Smilak. And Smilak doesn't even know. Who... He's a music representative. Like he, he's a label for musicians. And so he accidentally stumbled upon. Being the manager of these wrestlers. Uh, so he's trying to woo Candace, uh, Candace Vanderwagen, the wealthy, beautiful daughter of his client, Bitsy Vanderwagen, and also trying to book entertainment for the senator's fundraiser, which, I, you know, it wasn't till the very end of the movie that I thought that that was an important plot at all. I'm like, why are we spending so much time? <laughs> with these Wanderwagens and this cheesy joke about, oh yeah, I have Barbara will be there. And Michael and Neil, just the first (laughs) names, (laughs) Uh, which, yeah, I thought it was a lot of trash until it all comes back in the end. This was just foreshadowing, you know? So he is lying through his teeth, trying to smooth talk his way through this work. And as we've said it before and we'll say it again, he's so unlikable until dot, dot, dot.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I hate this guy. Um, but then he, uh, comes up with this idea, uh, while sitting on the beach in an orange sweater, um, (laughs) to have a rock and wrestling tour, uh, Rock and wrestling tour. Yeah. And so he starts kind of uh, advertising for it. He's like, let's just combine these two things. I do music and now apparently I do wrestling. Let's go. So uh, they have their first show at the San Bernardino Arena. And Rick Roberts, a.k.a. Roddy Piper, uh, is fighting crowd members. And um, I loved this scene so much. And it's something that um, would actually happen, like at wrestling shows, in real life too. Um, whether or not the like audience members had been decided beforehand is kind of up for debate. I haven't watched any documentaries on wrestling, so I don't real I can't say that I'm the expert on it. But that did happen in real life, where they would pull audience members and uh, and. Smackdown. Um, And this tour turns out to be a major success. Uh, They get a feature in Rolling Stone. Back when Rolling Stone was still a cool magazine. (laughs) And uh, it seems like all is going well for our unlikable dude.
4: Yes. So it's time to raise those stakes and up the ante. Uh, We have a battle with the cannibals, Axe and Hammer. And there are several major names in wrestling that do show up. Uh, Some we've heard of. Even in this podcast thus far Chic, Blasi, Rick, Flair, Bruno Sa- Sammartino? Sammartino Bruno
3: Sammartino Yeah, yeah. thank Sammartino. you
4: It's hard to read the names <laughs> I know <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm bad I'm just not I didn't good. put
3: commas in there <laughs>
4: So that was just one guy yeah that was one guy (laughs) but the cannibals do destroy the kicks instruments that was definitely a big moment in the movie where even i i mean did we mention that charles nelson riley is in this film as a oh my goodness
2: yes he's wonderful
4: he is a doll a shining star and he is the fake oprah interviewer of wrestlers Talk show oh, yeah. host.
0: <laughs> He's
1: the Beatles guy, um, the Ed Sullivan yes. of of, of like wrestling so Because I also heard Ed Sullivan. Didn't care for music that much. I can't imagine Charles Nelson Riley cares that much for wrestling. Yeah.
2: So he gets to host the weekly, extraordinarily racist, homophobic tirade. Oh my
4: gosh! I had to
2: happen on his show. It was the it's the info wars of wrestling. Yes, it is.
4: It definitely is. And they, they don't have a bunch of screens where people are just calling in. It's people in the ring, like on the mat, just fighting in real life. Uh, that. Yeah, that was surprising. I had to rewind it because I'm like, did he just say slurs that I thought he said
2: and different things? Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh! <laughs> Billy Barty, watch your mouth. <laughs> Correct.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's so crazy seeing 80s PG certain words that you, like, oh my gosh, I haven't heard that word in a few years. That's so it, weird. It
3: was PG. It's, oh, yeah. Body oh, wow. Slam
1: is a PG movie. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. I don't think they had PG-13 yet. So it was either going to be R or PG. So they picked PG. Anyway, that's when the whole ruckus, the, the wrestlers are fighting band members and then Charles Nelson Riley is running around and different people are announcing what's going on. They're like, now the band's instruments are being destroyed. The audience starts fighting with each other as well. And then Tom and Rick join the ring and fight. Spoiler alert. What did? It, what is your spoiler alert here, Crystal? Oh,
3: it was supposed to say they win, but there was a
4: typo there. Here, I'll read what it says, though. Spoiler alert. They whine. They're the whiners. They they're the whiners. <laughs> cut win. to... They're, yes. Cut to black. And then...
2: Yeah the movie like freeze End. frames and cuts to black as though we had just finished watching like raging bull or something <laughs> right which which we didn't no. also their big match which was this world famous big match coming up like they it took place in a high school arena a high school gym or something true <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. not not a big arena oh my goodness this movie it it's
1: crystal you are blessed you are a great tremendous person for Thinking of writing down the plot summary of this because if I were assigned this movie, it would be impossible because, like, this movie was not meant to be remembered and summarized. (laughs) It, it, It was, it kind of feels like it was sort of semi improvised from scene to scene like the, the location scout is like here we go here we go here we go and they're like okay well what should we do here let's just do a scene and then they uh they put the whole thing together and they just kind of like well let's just see what happens and then they shipped it off to
2: <laughs> yeah. theater
3: maybe. that's exactly how it. oh felt. man yeah. right. so
2: it it's interesting um that like the rock and wrestling is the big deal here like he invents rock and wrestling you should know that one year earlier, on Saturday Morning Cartoons, we were all enjoying Hulk Hogan's Rockin' Wrestling, which did feature Captain New Albano.
3: Oh, that's amazing. On a weekly basis. Is
2: this a conflict of interest, or was it sly product placement? I don't know. I And I, I, I'll i also say, there was a point in your summary where you said, I, I really don't like Mr. Smilak mm. until, <laughs> but then I'm not sure what came after until, because there was never a point in this movie where I stopped really disliking
3: Oh no no it was he's so unlikable but then uh so there's no there's no uh, point where I started to like him although I will say um there the only mo- there were two moments in which I did not um like feel physical distaste looking at him <laughs> and that was um when he was in drag
0: yeah I, yeah I could
3: tolerate him then and um when he was in that like <laughs> When he was sitting on the beach and his hair wasn't slicked back, and he had on that orange sweater and like matching—I don't know—beach jumpsuit that you only see it for a moment. And it's when like Rick's trying to give him a a real heart-to-heart, like you gotta, you're you're good at what you do. You gotta stay in the game. And then he comes up with like the whole rock and rock and wrestling tour thing. Those are the only two moments in which I didn't um, actively hate him.
1: (laughs) Now, are are you saying? Dirk Benedict is physically unattractive by any chance?
3: Uh, I would say probably not. However, the slicked back hair just does not do it. It
4: (laughs) The ball look, you know?
3: Yeah, it's just very, it's too, like, I don't know, Miami Vice meets, like, car salesmen. I kind of.
1: I I suppose that's true. I think he did have some vinyl pants at one point, which <laughs> I was not complaining about. But I I find so, it interesting because because Benedict, I mean, okay, he was on the A team, right? I mean, kind of playing to, the same
2: character, except
1: I mean, and, and, a sleazier version of face. But his name was yeah. Face on the A team because he was he's like okay, he's the one. Who gets the girls? Who's good looking? Mm-hmm. Who's suave? Like that's what he's known for. And like before that, he was like the hot guy on on Battlestar Galactica. I, yes. I kind of, and I I I never really I never really thought about how much I care about <laughs> Benedict or not. But I think going in, you know, I just knew he had the charisma coasting from those two other iconic eighties roles. So I never, as much as I, well, I'm not gonna reveal what I, you know how if i like the movie or not but i don't know it's kind of obvious uh but but his unlikability w- actually weirdly wasn't a factor for me i think because i went in with the formed opinion that dirk benedict is a charismatic good-looking guy
2: and so yeah. i think i let
1: that coast for me
2: That's so i'm I so say interesting Bill, like his character in the a-team is my least favorite character in the a-team and then he it's the same character and he just plays it like like 20 times stronger and I just can't stand... I
1: think it helps that I've only seen like 1.25 episodes of The A-Team. Mm. <laughs> I just know the rep. I know the theme song. I know the list of characters. I know he's less annoying than Murdoch is pretty much
2: what uh, I know. Yeah. So, John, you and I have both seen They Live. I don't know yes. if Richard and Crystal have seen the movie They Live.
3: You guys uh, have seen not.
2: It. <laughs> it's pretty darn good. It's a, it's right. a Rowdy rowdy Piper movie, and it's made two years or one year after this. So and, having, Okay,
1: and Rowdy Roddy Popper, Piper looks completely different,
2: I think. Yeah, and so my question is, having seen They Live, I was so geared up for this movie. How underwhelmed were you by Rowdy Roddy Piper in this movie? I don't know if I can uh, yeah, measure no, the underwhelmed that I was under.
1: He was, he was very underwhelming considering, it's Rowdy, considering we saw him in They Live and considering his – I mean and, – and he does have this big, huge personality as a wrestler, I assume yeah. –
2: yeah, no, um, he does, yeah.
1: And so it's like, you know, his wrestling name and this is Blando. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: it says man. a lot. I was kind of waiting for like the moment where uh Roddy Piper would like kind of I don't know, become more of like a wrestler persona and it and it never happened. You know, like like he 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 did seem very one-note the whole time yeah and I feel like he never even got like any of the big moves either.
2: I know for a movie all about essentially like w w f wrestling this movie was about that kind of wrestling. It was pretty boring wrestling
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And, we
2: it, never it was
1: especially it. a boring team like yeah. rowdy
2: roddy yeah. Piper as boring as
1: he was was like had like ten times more screen time and moments than like Tonga Sam, who like they should have been. They should have been co co stars, right? It, sh- it should have been Dirk Benedict and then, um, and then Rowdy Roddy Piper underneath, and, like in in the credits, and then Vincenzo Tonga Man person. What's his name?
3: Sam Fatu. Sam
1: Sam Fatu. Sam, yeah, I don't remember. Name. that sounds it, like a Samoan it, name. I think
2: I don't remember him as a wrestler. I'm surprised they couldn't get someone else like Jimmy the Superfly Snooka or one of the guys that had a bit more name recognition. But I, but whatever. There's no. There wasn't. There wasn't much that could be done to save this film, I think.
4: Well, and I'll, to that point, I wanted to say a couple of things. Uh, John had said earlier, it seemed like this movie was somewhat improvised and slapped together. That There may be truth to that, because Dirk Benedict was changing the script as they were going. And he was like, I'm making this punchier. I'm making it funnier. I'm making it better. And he and the director were in cahoots. But the writers were like, you're freaking changing our words, and we're going to sue you, and that's not allowed. You have to do our script as written. And so they got in this big legal battle, which caused the movie, even though it's considered a theatrical release, it never did get released in theaters. It went straight to VHS. I'm thinking we're all thinking that that's exactly what happened, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And
1: there's probably a – okay, Uh, Richard, I don't like hearing that because now I feel like I have to go seek out the original – the original screenplay because yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like have to find out. It's like, Do okay, a table reading, yeah, was Dirk Benedict and the director were they just like they just didn't get it, even though it was a really great Shakespearean level humorous <laughs> script. And, and so they're like, well, we're not going to read this because you know, we want to be, we want to, you know, we want to have our stupid humor instead. But yeah. also, like, a part of me is like. What compels someone like Dirk Benedict to feel like they have to punch up a script that they've been given? Maybe it was
2: blander than the other bland things in
1: the movie.
4: True. Yeah. That could that, be that as does well. Ex-
2: that does explain, Richard, what you said about, so this movie made $14,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 14000 <000.
3: laughs>
2: In VHS rentals oh, no. and sales, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it seems like one sold-out movie theater could almost pull in more than that, right? Right. So <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. I don't know what the budget was. I'm thinking it's not a lot, but it's more than 14000 Yeah.
4: They did not make that money back, I don't think.
2: No. Which is why there was not a Body Slam 2.
4: <sighs> hmm. Darn. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only reason why. That's the only reason why.
2: <laughs> um, oh, man. So, go ahead.
4: Oh, I was just going to say... That you were saying, Roy, about the trueness of it, like based on a true story. Kind of. They, I think they did kind of make the, at the time, WWF story from rags to riches. Like, oh, I have this great idea for music and wrestling. So they kind of based it on that. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. Because mm. we love based on a true story.
2: Well, and now I'm sure we are all huge fans of Kick. Kicks yeah. right up there with oh, oh, the band, yes, bands, such <laughs> as Rail, and I don't know what are some other bands that no one's ever heard of. <laughs> I, I was, I was.
1: That's another reason why I'm super disappointed in this movie because I was such a pre-existing fan of Kick, and this, <laughs> this is the vehicle that Kick gets. This piece of garbage movie. <laughs> Oh boy! What a great um, band! Kick check him out.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I I have a question. Um, why why does Rick Roberts always have his niece with him?
2: I don't know. That's a weird part of the story that they don't bother to explain at all.
3: Correct. Like she's everywhere.
1: Um, she's- studio mandated adorable. Uh,
2: um,
1: yeah. Uh, it it it. it it kind of seems like, uh, it's like, okay, let's, uh, uh, Full House is popular right now. Let's have it. <laughs> oh, here. yeah. It, it does. Um, I, mean, I mean, I guess, I mean, it wouldn't be too hard to think of a reason. This is one of my favorite things about the podcast when we ask questions and then we're just like, okay, what's, what's the reason? Um, here, okay, here's my theory. He was babysitting her and uh, her parents on the way to pick her up got in a fatal car accident and he's been avoiding
2: telling her.
4: Amen. <laughs>
2: yes. Oh. I just figured it's community service because he crashed a wedding party after doing 5 pounds of cocaine. Mm. <laughs> And i don't know
3: <laughs> maybe maybe the uh korean loan sharks actually uh flipped her parents car while they were inside <laughs> oh!
1: yes, that's a good one those I like guys that. hate
2: cars they
1: hate cars <laughs> they so bad ate. they were my favorite part of the movie for sure the, the korean loan people
2: <laughs> i love that they're right in the poster that a major part of the poster is just the koreans destroying a car <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant so, I mean, the budget of that film was at least three cars.
4: <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> so, And I think um, going back to the little girl, they made her swear, right? Mm. Am I thinking? Maybe. Of... Yeah, I think. Oh, I could have dreamed there, there this up. There was a
1: swearing little girl in Win Win. Oh,
4: that might be what I'm thinking. I watched them back to back, literally. So sorry about that.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's. It's Those two movies are like polar opposites.
4: Yeah. If anything, <laughs> Win Win and Nacho Libre fit very well together. Yeah. And this Body Slam is the outlier for sure.
2: Oh, man. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, I mean this, this, I is a, well, this is a. I disagree. Well, that's why I, we're I here. I would disagree. I mean, I'm not in a quality perspective, but in a. And maybe this is something we should have discussed last time we were all together. But, I mean, we have to come to terms with the, you know, professional wrestling yeah. and high school wrestling are no,
3: I, things.
4: Completely I different. I, wish,
3: I wished after watching, because I watched it Body Slam, then Nacho Libre, then Win-Win. And after watching the first two, I was like, oh, I should have picked a professional wrestling movie. Like, <laughs> very different topic.
2: Yeah. Uh, no. No. Actually, I love that we watched Win Win. Yeah. love Because I I love that we watched that. I love the diversity. I just wish instead of Body Slam, maybe we'd watched No Holds Barred.
4: That's what um, I wanted to win.
2: Yeah. Like, <laughs> like because I, I that at least like was a movie that had a budget and it was in the peak time for WWF's popularity, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that um, movie
4: is so bad. It's good or so good. It's cheesy or so cheesy. It's campy. It's great.
2: Oh, I have no idea. I've never seen it. Ah, uh,
4: see that was that was a much better quality film than what we watched. Yeah, oops.
2: Well, a year <laughs> from now, when you guys have an opportunity to resurrect a category we've um. done before, <laughs> we'll just do <laughs> wrestling movies again. Is so. it worth it? Is
4: that worth <laughs> I don't it?
2: Know. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, oh, body boy. slam,
4: body slam. Um, it was ironic uh, that the Korean mobsters. Uh, we're doing a a racist Japanese accent. And then our fearless leader kept confusing what country they were from, whether it be China, Japan. And he ha- had to keep saying, my name is Mr. Kim. It means I come from Korea. But I was confused too. I was like, they- these are just very stereotypical performances at best. <laughs> I just had to throw it out there. <laughs>
3: well, and I'm pretty sure that the actor who played Mr. Kim is, uh, is well, he's from Hawaii, but I think that he has like Japanese descent, not yeah. Korean, right? So from Hawaii, there Hawaii a lot, lot Japanese. Yeah, era. yeah. yeah. Uh, oh,
1: he is on several episodes of Mash. Which uh, is Korean War. Not, mm. That does not mean he's Korean. No. Because MASH had a ton of Japanese actors His that last they said name, were Korean. Yeah.
2: yeah. His last name is Fuji, Fujioka. Which that is, is Japanese. Japanese. Oh, that's, mm-hmm. that's Japanese.
4: It's yeah. confirmed. Yeah.
2: Hawaii. And he died.
4: Oh, he's dead? Oh, five years ago, he died. Well...
1: Uh are you sure it wasn't sooner does. than that Roy? We can cover him on your other death
4: podcast. <laughs> oh, let's
2: do a little plug. Yeah. Oh, is now the time? Yeah, oh. yeah me as well. <laughs> hey friends, I started a new podcast with my brother Josh called In Memoriam where when a celebrity passes away, we honor their uh their memory and their career. And recently we did um uh Melinda Dillon, which was lovely. And we are just about to do Raquel Welch. I'm sorry, Raquel, that you mm-hmm. passed away today, um, but we will honor you in a few days. And we will be joined by Jonathan Madsen. So
1: I, I'm planning on I'm planning on joining.
2: Oh, I watched um, Fantastic Voyage today. I'd never Ooh. seen that before.
1: Ooh. There's a funny story. If, if you ever listen, and by the way, one of the uh, inspirations for this particular podcast is that uh, Joe Dante podcast called. Um, uh, the Movies That Made Me. It's a you know, mm. pretty fun podcast. You know, the filmmaker, Joe Dante, who who did such movies as The Burbs and Gremlins and Space and things like that. And he Interspace. always has these really great Hollywood stories. And he said, like someone said, hey, we've got a great idea for you. What if... Uh, it's it's a great super original idea what if someone got miniaturized and put in someone else's body well you know and stuff like that and and he said oh you mean like fantastic voyage and they said what's fantastic voyage and he's like okay no nothing never mind i'll direct them
2: <laughs> <laughs> well so watching fantastic voyage they must have used the word inner space at least 10 times
1: <laughs>
2: that makes it even funnier yeah. i've
1: i've never <laughs> seen all of fantastic voyage but it's always been
2: a goal of mine to see fantastic voyage. I think it's pretty, it's pretty good. Um, but, uh, we should get back to wrestling. Okay. (laughs) Let's all of you come listen to my fantastic podcast, crystal and Richard. As soon as you see a celebrity that we're going to honor where you're like, I love them. Please join us and we'll have some good time. We'll do. do. Oh, you should have called the podcast. Fantastic voyage. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That would have been good. Okay. Whatever. All right. Uh, Nacho Libre. John, this one belongs to you.
1: Nacho Libre. Nacho Libre is the movie that Jared Hess directed after Napoleon Dynamite.
2: So Ooh. this was their second film. Only their second mm-hmm. film, right? I
1: guess so. I guess is so. This,
2: I think the Hesses follow the M. Night Shyamalan and Jordan Peele, um, what do you call it? Like, progression. Yeah, the progression yeah. is a good way to Because say the third it. Hess movie was real bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, right. It, it's... There, I, I noticed. A lo- okay, are we talking about Gentleman Broncos? Is that the third house yes. movie? Actually,
2: yes, actually, I kind of love it, but it's also really bad.
1: I hate mm-hmm. that movie so much, but <laughs> I, I'm saying it here. I, I, it's one of those movies that I really look forward to watching again and talking about on this podcast sometime for like whatever reason. Just because I think it might be a fun movie to talk about, or it's something I have to get out of my system, or I have to, you know, <laughs> something like that. Just because I have this weird mostly love hate like when i say love hate mostly hate thing with this guy jared hess who's made it big with napoleon dynamite and a lot of people don't consider this a lot of people are like oh yeah he's so lovely with his subjects but every single jared hess movie i see i feel like the director is communicating that he is making fun of all the subjects in the movie like, he looks oh. down on them. That's, that's, like, how I see it. And certain circumstances of certain elements of some of his movies, like maybe an actor who has this strange way of not, of being really funny, but not being demeaning to himself somehow, yeah, makes things really better. I, I would say John Heater doesn't have it. But wow. someone like Jack Black
0: mm-hmm. does mm-hmm. have
1: that kind of amazing ability to be really goofy and really unnerving and annoying in a certain way. But also someone you can tell has great confidence in himself and, yep. you know, and, 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 and has something and, and is presenting himself not as an invitation for you know, for someone to be demeaning to him, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: Super endearing.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. Okay, so the character is Ignacio, and he is a friar at some uh, Mexican monastery, and he grew up in this monastery as an orphan, and he always, he, <laughs> he has too many passions, I think might be his downfall, uh, because he has a passion for being a friar and helping out the church and his faith, and knowing a buttload about the gospel. And he also has a passion for luchador wrestling. Uh, And he also has a passion for trying to get nuns to break their celibacy vows. (laughs) Uh, So he's growing up uh, he's in charge of the food at the monastery, and you know the orphans kind of look up to him, but you know he is sort of the joke of the monastery, uh, but finally he's fed up. he uh, sews his luchador costume that he's been meaning to have you know since he was a kid. Uh, he finds a strange waif urchin on the street, <laughs> waif urchin. Atheist philosopher person. <laughs> uh, some kind of feral atheist on the street. He convinces... I guess this is the only person he knows. Like, in the world. He's like, okay, skinniest person in the world. You need to you know, team up and be on my team. You know, we're fighting for God. And he's like, I don't even believe in God. He's like, okay, fine. Well, whatever. But I guess he does believe in God because he ambush baptizes him at one point. Uh, and so he... Uh, okay. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, there's several montages of Nacho Libre wrestling, several montages of him trying to get with the, uh, uh, you know, have a, have a bout with the main wrestler of the town named Ramses, uh, and, uh, several montages of him trying to score, uh, with the very hot nun, uh, at the monastery, uh, who's just, and she doesn't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, seems like uh, they could have just gotten one of the other friars to be the teacher, but I guess she's just like the visiting teacher at the monastery. Uh, but she is nice, and her favorite color is light tan. Uh, by the end of the movie, uh, he is revealed, he is exposed, he's kind of excommunicated from the friarship, but there's one more chance uh, because of a disqualification, and he does the main match... The main event match again, and that's it. That's what happens. But he wins. He wins, and Eagle powers. And he he <laughs> has the power. He's able to wrestle and provide food for the friarship. Uh, he does not marry the nun, though. Kind of thought maybe they were going to break their vows together, uh, but that is not the case.
3: No way, Jose. So um, unless there's a nacho libre too. <laughs>
2: Jack Black wanted one really bad. Oh. He, wanted, he wanted a sequel and, and I guess the Hesses don't do sequels, but
4: Excuse so. me, there's a whole spin-off TV show of Napoleon Dynamite that's a cartoon. <laughs> so that's a sequel. So I think okay. someone sold out. Someone sold out.
2: I don't know. I so if if you have like the D V D for Nacho Libre and you watch the special features, Jack Black gives an interview he's, where he's like, We need to do the sequel right now and it and it's gonna take place in Japan because Lucha Libre is getting really big in Japan and but it obviously oh. never happened. So so it's interesting because when Nacho is talking to Encarnacion about wrestling and, and, and she's condemning it. But he says, is it never okay to fight? And she says, you know, if you're doing it for God, then there's a time when it's okay. And that's when he's losing to Ramses. And then she walks in in the mode of Adrian at the end of Rocky, right? Or Glenn mm-hmm. Close and in the natural. And she walks in. Yeah, yeah. She's the, she the walks,
1: sunlight is shining
2: on her. <laughs> yeah. she walks in with all the little, with all the childrens, all the orphans in all the world, and they've all got their Nacho Libre masks on, and that's when his eagle powers come alive, and he's able to defeat Ramses. That's and the only match he's ever won. So I, I do want to talk about that because we watched the movie, and he's not bad. Like in most of the yeah. fights he's in, he's winning at some point. Mm-hmm. Right, but then he like starts prancing around and you can call it the the, the hubris. Hubris, yeah. right, the right. Bride. Yeah, but I mean he he's not he's not bad, even though at one point he he praying to God, he says, Why did why did you give me such stinky moves if you want me to be a warrior? Um but he's pretty he's pretty good. Um
3: Well, I don't yeah. think that he would have lost the battle battle jam what, battle is that yeah, what was he called? was going to win the battle jam. I don't think I don't think he necessarily would have lost it. I don't uh, because he was tripped uh, by that other person who was outside the ring. They like grabbed his ankle while he was going toward the silencer. Silencio. S- yeah. Silencio. <laughs> yeah.
2: Did you notice
1: on on, on Silencio's little uh, ID card? You know, it flashes on the screen what his. Like, it, it lists all the wrestlers and what their moves are, what their yeah, famous
0: moves are.
2: People. His move is throwing people. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, so this is based on a truish story. Okay, good. I was bringing mm-hmm. this up. Yeah. Uh, about a Mexican priest named... Frey uh, Tormenta. I guess his name, yeah, Frey Tormenta was his Lucha Libre name. His real name was Sergio benitez but he supported an orphanage for 20 years by fighting as a lucha libre wrestler.
3: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love that.
2: Yes. So some other neat stuff in this movie. The guy who plays Ramses is a real wrestler, and yeah. uh, he famously I think I don't know if it was his last professional fight, but he did have a professional fight against Santo, El Santo, where El Santo demasked our friend Ramses. really. Okay. Yeah. And that's
1: a, that's a thing too, because Ramses was trying to demask, um, you know, Not Nacho, Nacho, uh, is that a yeah. thing? Okay. How familiar are you guys with like luchador wrestling? Because, you know, no. they're in masks. Is that like the thing where it's like, I have to get, I have to get this thing off of Batman's face so I can expose <laughs> the world as bru- he's Bruce Wayne kind of thing.
2: So my understanding, and I could be really wrong, but my understanding is that the real identity of Santo was not known for a really long time. That makes sense. That that sounds so bizarre, doesn't it? And and Santo was buried with his mask on. Um, Wow. I think the mask is a really big deal in the Lucha Libre wrestling. Uh, So I guess. So, by the way, speaking of Santo, I guess Jared Hess is a kid loved santo like he someone showed him a santo movie and he just loved it and he he, so he's seen all the santo movies and i want to say he served his mission in mexico but Mm -hmm. i could be lying about that
4: the mask yeah because Ramses never took off his mask in the whole movie right yeah Mm -hmm. even at the party when he's at a social event kept it on that persona followed him anyway he died though that was a sad part at like age 51
2: oh the guy who played Ramses.
3: yeah that's really sad.
4: And I think he's of a generational um family of wrestlers that they're all like there's a senior and a junior and the the third.
2: Yeah, his his father's wrestling persona was Dr. Wagner. <laughs> so yeah. died of a heart attack while wrestling in the mm-hmm. middle of a wrestling match. Oh, he died no. how how upsetting would that be to be at that match? Cuz they would think it's fake. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, that I guess oh. that's, you know, that's one example that the pro pro wrestling squad will say. It's like, see, it's not fake. This guy died. So, you
2: know, well, so, it yeah. was a sacrifice that needed to be made.
4: I was just going to say probably too much red meat, though.
2: <sighs> probably. But he, go on. He's a very <laughs> beefy man. Every now and then you have, like, a, a high-profile wrestler who, who will die, and I, I think... Um, there was one who there was like a stunt that was way above the ring and they fell and they died about, I don't yep. know, 10, 10 or 15 years ago. I, was it one of the Hart brothers? Uh, I don't remember, but but that would be weird, wouldn't it? To see that wrestling match and to think, OK, well, that was one heck of a stunt and he's obviously not dead because this is all fake. Yeah. But, but then he died.
3: But it's not fake, though. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> there. You know, anyway, um, oh. I, I have a question, though. Yes. If, if like the Luchador mask is obviously like a very big part of like their persona. Um, why did uh Steven Eskeleto Not never never have a mask? I don't is it know. just I'm wondering if it's because like no one knew who he was anyway, so like by seeing his face it didn't mean anything to anyone.
2: Yeah, he's a homeless man. Um. <laughs> yeah. I have another theory. Well so after they start making money, Steven gets a beautiful haircut and you don't want to ruin that with a mask.
0: Yeah. Mm.
2: He gets a gorgeous haircut and memorialized with a gorgeous portrait.
4: <laughs> yeah, and I think his teeth got cleaner, too. He got his
2: teeth clean? yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, I forgot to say during Body Slam, because we're talking about is wrestling fake, is it real? And yeah, they're pulling back on the punches and everything. But specifically for Body Slam, the movie, they had a real audience. And it was a movie where they had to do the shots over and over and over again. So they were really miming more than they would have if it was a real match. And the audience was getting so TO'd, so ticked off, that they were like, oh, this is so fake. And then they're like, you know what? We're going to ruin one of these takes, and we're just actually going to fight. And it became a big brawl and a bloody mess. And they were like, yeah, we did that on purpose. It wasn't on accident that we all fought each other. We wanted the audience to get a good show and see that we really packed these punches in and can make each other bleed. Anyway. Yeah.
1: I, I know I, I read that I find that I find that a, a sort of an interesting story, but also, I mean, you're you're ushering a bunch of people into a like a film that's being shot, probably with multiple takes. Yes. Um, so like I d I don't know how obnoxious of a crowd you you have to be to like see it like on the third take and say, Hey, this is fake, you know. <laughs> right.
4: <laughs>
1: I guess well, just up close they were like,
4: they're not even making any contact. This is super duper fake. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't know, that's weird. So so this movie, uh, every actor is Mexican except for Jack Black, and they they try to explain that by saying yep. it was his mother was uh, from Denmark. S- and-
4: Scandinavian. Scandinavian, yeah.
2: Well, that's,
1: so that's fine. I mean, there. I mean, Mexico has white people. I, I, mm-hmm. I never really understood the. I mean, it's 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 possible. I mean, it, and and it, it's nice that they kind of explain it too. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, you I, know, there's I, half something.
4: Right. I think that's helpful. I don't know if you could get away with that as well today or as much, because yeah, I served my mission with Elder Mendez. And he was super-duper white, but his grandfather was in Mexico, and the mission president said, Oh, when did your grandfather move, like, immigrate from Mexico to America? And it, it was actually, they changed the borders on him. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> so he never moved, it just became America, uh, became the United States. Might have been his great-grandfather, now that I think about the timing. But I digress again, sorry. Sorry.
2: <laughs> so I always worry watching this movie about I think the same concern that maybe John had is like as we're watching this movie and we're laughing are we making fun of Mexico? And my understanding is this movie did really well South of the Border that that it um the it was well received by audiences and I've only so you guys know Mark De Leon from the Kiss Your Franchise Goodbye podcast, and he's joined us a couple times on here, and he says it's one of his favorite movies ever. So uh, the pool of Mexican people that I've talked to about this movie is one, <laughs> but so far, 100% of them love this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like those numbers. I
1: Yeah, I, I kind of there, – there is something about this movie. I don't think it's like making fun of Mexico, but the, there is – now I don't I, actually I don't even know what to say because like all the musicians are real everybody's real. It seems like I almost feel like you know during the casting call it's like hey let's get the craggliest people we can. <laughs> like it's the it's it's not Mexico it's craggliness.
2: <laughs> so one of the guys' names in the credits is Snaggletooth Mexican or something like that. Mm-hmm.
4: right? Wow.
2: I don't I don't know but so like, it was meant to look like. I don't even. I'm not sure when this is supposed to take place. Doesn't it? It doesn't feel like modern. It feels maybe 70s or oh, so. Right.
1: Actually, yeah. I meant to ask that as a question. Like, when does it take place? I, I kind of. My thought was, it's present day, but it's it's in a it's in a part of Mexico that you know is timeless. It's a very small yeah. place that seems like you walk there and like wow, did I just walk into the 70s, but it exists that way today kind of. Like yeah. old tradition. I could
4: I could buy that. It does seem like it was meant to be retro, timeless. You can't really assign a year cuz it was filmed 2006. It, there's nothing about the early 2000s manifesting <laughs> in the film at all. <laughs> Maybe maybe I, the jokes.
3: <laughs> I thought based on like costuming, like particularly when they go to that one party. Um, oh yeah, you know that it was probably seventies-ish era. But I actually like uh, John's take on it instead. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm changing my opinion. <laughs>
4: we'll take it.
2: All right. Hey, I heard that all of you guys make poor lovers because you save it for the ring. Um. <laughs> But I'm glad Correct. I'm glad we're all here together anyway. That was a that so I'm not sure what to make of that part of the movie. That lady who burrowed secret passages throughout the house. <laughs> the
3: secret
1: tunnel. Okay, yeah. Gosh. That's that's an example. <laughs> it was sort of funny, but it's like okay, she's this I don't know, uh, just a little bit just a little bit of a like big girl and it's her party and kind of for no reason this this is like one of the humor things that I don't like about Jared Hess. Like Hey, here's this woman who just for the purposes of humor is a psycho and she burrows <laughs> through tunnels trying to get Escalita, <laughs> someone she just met.
2: Well, It's bothersome, I think. Yeah, I do like, though, the lead up to that where he finds all of her dolls and he, he just sticks his finger in the doll's eye. Yep. I think that's really funny.
4: It's <laughs> quirky.
2: <laughs> that's pretty good.
1: Uh, mm. the, other, the other joke that I hated – was uh, when they're doing the training and there's this big massive cow pie on the ground oh. and Nacho Libre just like, and it's wet and he just picks it up and smears it on Escalito's face like war paint.
4: Yeah. And it's yeah. just
1: dumb. It's just like, hey, look, poop. That's it. You yeah.
4: ha- I mean, yeah, they had to put in a poop joke. Mm-hmm. I will God. say...
1: Which, which is extended, and I wanted to specifically mention that because um, that poop theme is extended heavily into the next movie that fascinates me, Gentlemen Broncos, which we have oh. to have a big
2: discussion of. So that, and, and when we get there, we'll get there when we get there. But like that, that movie is so bad in so many ways, and there's a lot of poop in that movie. Um, but I will say when the snake poops on that guy's sweater… I, I think the first time I saw that, I was laughing so hard, I, I hurt myself. <laughs> uh, they, that and the vomit kiss. Man, the vomit kiss uh, is something else. Oh, gosh. Anyway.
4: They they definitely ADR'd or put in post sound effects of Nacho uh, farting all the time. And oh, I don't, yeah. Oh, all the time. <laughs> all the time, which I did think was funny. And then I thought, I wonder if Jack Black like knew they were going to put so many farts in or if that just <laughs> happened later.
1: <laughs> yeah, I gotta ask him that because yeah. I, again, this comes back to Jack Black having a real admiration, like a legit you can tell admiration for the character. Yeah, and I kind of think it's like, yeah, uh, no, no, I like this guy. I don't, I don't want you know a fart board set up in post regarding this guy that I like.
4: You mm-hmm. know? Um, also, the the woman who fell in love with um, the skinnier. Uh, Steven. Uh, yeah, Steven. Steven. That that woman. If you watch her, she her uh, the actress. Her in the Mick on Hulu. She is the most hilarious actress I've ever seen, and I felt like this role did not do her justice. But maybe it was a way for her to work up to her role in that TV show. And I think she's the, the funniest thing.
1: The Mick with uh, Caitlin Olsen?
4: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh,
1: is she like? Does she play Caitlyn Olson's friend? I imagine she must be like thirty now.
4: Uh, she is her friend slash uh, housekeeper or slash <laughs> nanny slash. They get into trouble. It's like Lucy and Ethel with those two, uh, and kid. you can oh, okay. You could totally see it, but she's so so funny. Like as, as an actress, just. Uh, you know, so much higher caliber
2: than what we saw with her. Yeah. But so, I'll, I'll have to check her out. Check her out. I do want to say the first time I saw this movie, I, I think I didn't get it and I didn't think it was that funny. And then I happened to be hanging out with my brothers a couple months later and it was all they could talk about. And they just quoted it nonstop. And so I went back and watched it again. And... I don't know if that says something negative about me that on my own, I can't find it funny and I needed someone else to help me find it funny. But I, I do think this is a really funny movie. I do have a serious question though. Mm. Uh, Did the Eagle egg work? I think the Eagle egg worked. Maybe it just wasn't on Jack Black's timeline the way the, as fast as he wanted, but I think it worked.
3: No,
4: it's, you don't think <laughs> the Eagle egg worked. It's a it's, it's
3: Dumbo's <laughs> feather. But he like he I feel like he barely ate any of it and probably <laughs> burped up much of it. <laughs> that
2: was so gross. <laughs> it was
1: so I, gross. Yeah, I I felt like that was an example of Okay, no. I don't I don't think the eagle egg worked because maybe it's me being a cynic, but it just seemed like let's throw this scene in that has nothing to do with the movie. So, but at um, the
2: end, at the very final wrestling match, John he soars through the air. Like he
3: a, does. Okay, that's true.
2: That's not like a, a four foot jump. He's he <laughs> he launches himself like twenty feet. So so the eagle mm. egg
1: works pretty much, but it was one time. I, okay. Okay, yeah, it yes. worked one time. Like you can soar through the air like an eagle, and it's pretty much after the match is over, and you can you can only use the power uh, by su- on someone who's fleeing the building <laughs> <laughs> and you hit him in the back. I can buy that.
3: Oh, sure. I do kind of feel like though, that that entire, the end of that fight scene, all of his strength was drawn from his love for sister Encarnación. Yeah. yes awesome.
0: okay that that
1: makes sense see i mean you you can't have it's like the the uh what what is it the theory of the you can only in your story you have one magic bean like if he has powers it's for one reason or he has one power and it correlates with this if it's if it's like half his power came from his love of you know uh, sister in Inca- what's her name? Incarnación. Incarnación. <laughs> and, and half of his power came for like love of the orphans, and half of his power came from you know the love of Ego-like. the buttload of gospel that he knows. <laughs>
0: um,
1: that that again, I think it's uh, maybe Nacho. Maybe his his tragic flaw is he's too
2: passionate in all his aspects of life. So. He does so he does I think he does summon the eagle power though because as he's getting ready to launch off the top rope, you hear the eagle cry. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh really? Yeah. yeah. I, I missed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful.
3: I will say I um okay. I watched this one kind of a couple times. Um the first time I put it on because I was just like not I wasn't ready to watch it. And <laughs> so I put it on and i then was doing other things with it on in the background um i did end up laughing really loudly like really genuinely and loudly at several moments during that kind of half watch but somehow i missed the whole eagle scene um and so then when i actually sat down and watched it in its like entirety the, like a day or two later i saw that the, the where he's climbing up the hill and i was like i don't know how i missed literally this entire <laughs> scene which has like a huge bearing on the film um, and i it was just so funny to me so in a way it almost seemed like that scene had never existed the first time and there, there was like sort of a magic element to uh. it um but still I think that his love for sister Incarnacion was stronger yeah. than the power of the eagle egg. Yep. Yeah. Right. Maybe he that's wrote a, why he wrote the a power was song of the for eagle her and everything. Work. What?
1: He he didn't have room in his soul for the power of the eagle egg to work because of his love for uh, Incarnacion. And toast. And toast. Yeah. <sighs> he needs to Such loud foley on that toast. That was the that's toast. That's true.
3: <laughs> They needed to take it easy.
2: <laughs> All right. Any you guys have any questions about Nacho Libre?
3: Oh, I have one. Um, there at every single um, fight, there was a little old man that showed up ringside, but never said anything. Do we know who he is?
2: I, I, he, his character has a name, and like the point of him is he's he's like the one guy that is really rooting for for Nacho? Nacho and Esqueleto,
3: right? Oh, okay. Because, um, like, even the subtitles for him were, like, grunts in Spanish. Yeah. Like, he never really says anything, and I couldn't really tell if we were supposed to know who he was or not.
2: Maybe he's to... Esqueleto's father. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I don't see a name for him. He's not El Pony. For whatever reason, he's the guy in the audience that that really loves Nacho and Esqueleto, and he just... Hate seeing them lose. I don't know. It's kind or of or
1: maybe he really hates Ramses.
2: He really hates Ramses. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like he needed someone to take Ramses down. Like he's Ramses' old manager, <laughs> and like he watched Ramses sell out, and he lost his.
2: Uh, you know, Ramses it, kicked he, him to the curb.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's he's like you know it used to be about the love and the art, man, but now it's just about the money, Ramses, and they had this falling out, and he needed someone to take Ramses down. <laughs> But uh, no, man. I guess we don't know who he is. Yeah.
4: Hmm. All right. Oh, a very logical step after making Napoleon Dynamite was making Nacho Libre. And um, I'm glad we watched it.
2: Yeah, I will say I also really enjoy Masterminds um, with Zach Galifianakis. Galifianakis? Gal- that's...
4: I think you said it right the first time. Yeah, okay. Galifianakis. Yeah, you did.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: it's yeah, been uh, a long time... I love his bangs. His beautiful <laughs> bangs in that movie.
4: It was a that was a good film, and that's based on a true story, right?
2: It is based on a true story. So, as is Nacho Libre. Yeah. As so, is so we, we do have a, a category floating out. They're called incompetent. Um, what would you call it? Incompetent bad guys. Incompetent villains. Wasn't it incompetent incom- uh, criminals? Incompetent criminals. That's uh, it, yeah. And I think Owen Wilson's really good in that movie. Call me was yeah. they say, call me Geppetto because I pull the strings. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what shouldn't that be milk? Anyway, uh uh we need i I'm fine. I'm doing fine, doing fine. Okay. Um are you guys ready for win win? Win win. Yes. Win win. Let's hear it. Okay, of the three movies we watched, this is the comedy. And yeah. I, I will say IMDB does call this a comedy. And I guess Polly as a really old man with dementia is kind of funny. Yes. I'm not sure. I mean, I guess George Bluth being in it is kind of funny. (laughs) It is funny. There are jokes. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to sum this up pretty quick, and then we can talk about it. So you have... Hmm. Mike, Mike the lawyer, Mike who only does geriatric law, I guess, and his, his law firm is not making very much money. He's struggling to pay the bills and wouldn't you know it, his boiler is about to go out and that's like a $6,000 repair. And it sounds like he's hiding his financial difficulties from his spouse, which is never a good idea. And he has this elder client, Polly, his name's not Polly, but I'm sorry i I can't not call him Polly. he's Polly, yeah, and he is about to lose his home because he can't take care of himself and his daughter, who would be able to be a guardian for him, they can't reach her. she hasn't been in contact with him for twenty years, and our friend Mike, who needs a little bit of money, talks the judge into letting him be the guardian with the understanding that it's because Polly wants to stay in his home, and Mike will make this happen, but what does Mike do? Mike uses Polly's money to pay for Polly to go to Grassy Knolls or wherever he's at and then he just pockets the guardian check which is like 1500 bucks a month which seems like a pretty pretty shady thing to do. Um mm. but anyway, that's that and uh who shows up is our friend Kyle and Kyle is Polly's grandson and he's just come to see his his grandpa and it looks like he's kind of run away from home. Uh, he doesn't have a great relationship with his mother who's in rehab at the time and has a boyfriend that Kyle was living with who probably roughed Kyle up. He doesn't uh, say 100% that's what the case is, but that's what we're kind of led to understand. So Mike, the lawyer, is also head of the high school wrestling team and they're bad. They lose all their matches and every single one of them get pinned. And uh, what they really need is someone who knows how to wrestle. So Kyle, as it turns out, does know how to wrestle and he shows up at one of their practices and he kind of starts kicking butt and and Mike and Mike's friend whose name I will never remember. Uh, maybe one of you guys Terry I, Terry. Yes. That's it. Okay. Terry Delfino. So Mike and Terry Google this kid and apparently he was the number one number two wrestler in the state of Ohio his freshman year because they can't find anything on him as a sophomore. So I and, a,
1: and Ohio is, according to them, a, good. a really tough state
2: for wrestling. Mm-hmm. Really state for wrestling. Yeah, I don't so, know what they're doing in Ohio. So they're like, oh, okay, well, uh, you need a place to stay, and you want to visit your grandpa so you can stay with Mike and his wife. And it, the kid's kind of got rough edges, but he quit smoking because he, now he's in training, so that's good. Um, and he's got these really intimidating back tattoos, of, like the kid uh, Hawk in Cobra Kai. Um, when oh, he, yeah. <laughs> when he fights and takes a shirt off, it it you might as well just give up because it's over. But anyway, so they go to the first meet and he's kind of getting uh, worked by this other kid, and then uh, when the coaches pull him aside and say, "Hey, are you okay? You know, you've got this," and he smiles, and then he kicks butt, and then he goes to another meet and he kicks butt, and he starts teaching the team how to wrestle a little better, and he kind of mentors a kid on the team who's never been able to wrestle in competition, but he gives him the confidence to do so. And at one point, the coaches ask him, you know, hey, can you explain to everyone your move, how you get up off the mat? And he said, well, it's not really a move. I just pretend that the other guy's trying to drown me, and I'm going to do whatever the heck it takes, right? Because this is a clean podcast. Um <laughs> yeah he doesn't say heck, but anyway it's a it's fun, and so that's that's his wrestling style is he doesn't want someone to drown him, so he just gets off the ground and so um things are going really well, and he's going to the regional finals, and after that it will be states and wouldn't you know it at the i think you're right at the regional finals this is where his mom has shown back up. His mom's in town and she wants to take guardianship of her father because she wants the fifteen hundred dollar check and she thinks that she's in her father's will. And so he's he's all frazzled, he's upset, Kyle. And at this match he doesn't win, he gets disqualified because he's rough with the other kid. He uh, slams suddenly him.
1: thinks he's a professional wrestler. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> throws him into a table and Wrong slams movie, him Wrong movie, Kyle. Ground. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's kind of the end of the wrestling, right? He doesn't get to go to state. It's all over. And then the this mother who learns that she's not in her father's will and the will will never change because he's not mentally stable enough to, to be allowed to change his will. She's never going to earn an inheritance. So she doesn't want to have anything to do with him. But her lawyer... Figure some things out, and her lawyer informs her that oh, Mike, lawyer Mike, is kind of scamming the system, and he's gaining fifteen hundred bucks a month that really shouldn't belong to him. But Mike, in the meantime, has learned to kind of love this kid, and uh, we haven't mentioned Mike's wife, um, Amy Ryan, who plays Jackie Flaherty. And where have I? Oh no, she's from The Office.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, she's from. Yeah, Holly. She's Holly. Yeah, That's Holly. Right. She's also in a, a that show on Hulu, which was really great. Um, Only Murders in the Building.
2: Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. So Love her in that, too. This family Bassoon. has really yeah. kind of taken Kyle in, and so Mike asks the mother, hey, please let us keep Kyle. I will send you the check every month. You don't have to do anything. Just go home, and you'll get the check. And eventually she agrees this, and she agrees to it right as Mike, the lawyer, is about to go to court and have to tell the judge that he totally lied to her, and it's going to ruin his career and he might have his law license suspended, or bad things could happen. But instead, she says, "I'll take the check and leave." And I'm, and if I'm honest, I'm a little disappointed that he didn't have to face the consequences of of taking advantage of an elderly person and scamming the system.
4: I'm fine with it.
2: Are you? Mm-hmm. Ma- so Mike makes it work by bartending,
1: right? Well, that's the that's the big thing. I mean, it wasn't. There wasn't like this Deus Ex Machina money bag that fell from the sky or whatever.
0: Yeah,
1: like he did have to stop being a lawyer, and he is a bartender, which might be kind of tricky.
4: I think he does both.
1: I, uh, yeah, maybe he's so he's like bartending at night. At and, night,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh I mean, that, yeah, which is stop being a lawyer. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so so that's it. He that. should lawyer at night and then bartend during the day.
4: Absolutely. Then
1: he wouldn't probably wouldn't be on his feet so much as a bartender. That, that would be a good plan. He's like, and then he could advertise as a night lawyer because there aren't enough of those.
2: <laughs> <laughs> lawyer Mike, night lawyer.
4: <laughs> <Du-dum>.
2: Lawyer Salar. <laughs> anyway, um, so. This movie's interesting because it kind of starts out with all the tropes of one of these feel-good sports movies, but it doesn't end that way. We don't have a championship match. We don't, it's not that he loses in the championship. He doesn't even get to go there, right? Um, I do like Kyle. He's kind of understated, um, pretty independent. He speaks for himself really well. He's a good advocate for himself. Um, and so I, I kind of really dig him. And also my question for this movie is he seems to have a lot of money. He keeps we never saying, know. Yeah, yeah, he keeps saying I'll I'll pay for that. I got money. Don't worry about it. I got money. I have no idea where his money comes from. But John I thought it you know?
4: would have Yeah, do you know Richard? John? No. I thought they were gonna say like he stole it from his stepdad or something.
2: Yeah, his the they the his mom's boyfriend or something. Yeah,
4: his 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 only guardian at the moment. You're right, that has no relation See, to him. Yeah.
1: Right. I, I like that because you know one of my other questions was you know and I mean it, this is this is one of those questions that doesn't have to be answered and it is kind of obvious that kind of the, the implications because he I noticed when he was on his way back the first time that he had a black eye and I kind of thought he got a black eye while he was in New Jersey you know during his stay the first time when he came to visit Polly. Um, and everything, and I was informed that he arrived the first time with the black eye, but I just didn't notice it. so if that's the case, then the fact that he had money and the fact that he had a black eye, they could be related, like possibly he got a black eye, got mad, stole the money, and then came and that explains his extreme reluctance to go back to Ohio yeah. because it's not just that he doesn't get along with his mom or whatever. it's you know the reason that. He has the money. He held up a bank in a while. Yeah. Could have been. Could have. Okay. Yeah, so, he,
3: he, he. He actually he, became a he, luchador he, on the side.
0: <laughs> yeah. oh. I, I, I like to
1: think that he held up a bank, but, uh, like, he wrestled all the tellers to the <laughs> like he, he, he didn't have a gun, of course. He's a kid. Oh. But he wrestled everybody man. at the bank. So,
2: yeah. if this movie has a feel good sports moment, it's where they finally win a meet and they mm-hmm. win it by 1 point cuz the kid who's never wrestled before with 1 minute left gets off the ground and runs around and isn't the other guy can't catch him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> yes. so for the first time they win a meet and I think that's like the the apex of the the sports accomplishment in this movie. Um we don't see much after that but what's the kid's name? Stemler.
3: Stemler, yeah. yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah that you, no Stemmler. that's
1: that's pretty good. I I do feel bad because you know I I questioned are reasons for having win-win but if i got to pick a movie i definitely would have picked vision quest which is also a high school wrestling movie mm, um well, and and i mean i don't know it just seems like cinematically high school wrestling isn't the thrill that you know something like boxing for example might have cinematically you know yeah, yeah.
4: i will say this i went to my brother's junior high school wrestling matches and uh, they were very lackluster. It was a lot of writhing around oh, on the God. ground, and mm-hmm. I did not understand it. And that brings me to my next um, question is, is it pronounced wrestling or wrestling?ling
2: wrestling? Rass- because
4: I heard wrestling a lot in win-win
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's nice. I think there was a South Park episode where they pronounced them the two different ways to differentiate the <laughs> two different oh. types.) <laughs>
2: Oh, uh, so I I will say when Kyle wrestles, he does do a couple body slams, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's he bodily fair. picks people up off the ground and slams them down. Um, so that's kind of exciting. But so when my son wrestled in junior high, I would get bored too, and I would just say, "Oh, come on, give him the leg," or <laughs> you like, know, <laughs> suplex, please, or you know, there's not even like a rope for people to jump off of. I don't. That's it's right. Whatever. But, you know, we almost, instead of watching Nacho Libre, we almost watched Takedown, which is also a high school wrestling movie (laughs) with Lorenzo Lamas.
1: Is it? Oh, Lorenzo Lamas. Uh, Okay, so I I was 95% sure that I had seen this movie, Win-Win, because it must have been the hot movie at Sundance in 2011. And so I must have had a ticket for it. I must have stood in line for it. But it must have just been a bunch of people that I was talking to at Sundance went and saw it. Because in my head, i definitely seen it. I went home. I checked my records. I checked my diaries and my journals. I had never seen this movie before. So ah. it was pretty interesting. I, I do kind of just an overall opinion I have is – and I hate dinging the movie for this because I wish movies were as subtle as this movie is because – you know and maybe it's not that subtle maybe it's maybe it's over but i just want to get your guys's opinion on this the title win-win i assume hey a win-win situation right hey it's like yes. okay this thing happens this thing happens and you know nobody's hurting it's win-win for everybody and i think the win-win is that Polly has a place to stay and Polly's grandson is wrestling again getting his life on track and the idea is hey paul giamatti is doing something wrong and unethical um and but it's a win-win for everybody else so why not do it why not do this one bad thing so these other two good things can happen somehow i almost wish the movie dwelled on that a little bit more it's like that concept was kind of in the background And in the meantime, like I felt like I wasn't thinking about that concept as much as I was supposed to be thinking it. I was kind of thinking like, hey, when's Kyle going to win the wrestling match is Mm. what I was thinking. And then so ultimately we're kind of, you know, Roy, like you kind of summarized, we're kind of let down that this is the thing that's going on in the background and I feel like I should be looking forward to the wrestling but then i don't get the wrestling to look forward to and i like the way the movie ends that he's you know kind of trying to atone for this wrong thing that he did but for some reason i wanted the drama of the situation to come out a little bit more rather than just kind of hiding
2: in the back so i feel as i'm processing this and i still am that the fact that he was willing to go to the judge and be completely honest when he could have tried to Wiggled his way out of it, and he was like, "Nope, um, I gotta go talk to the judge, and i we just gotta lay this out, so he was ready for the consequences. They didn't come, but it's not his fault. they didn't come. I think he was ready to face up to it, and so maybe yeah. I can live with that he was willing to face the music, even though he didn't, plus he did end up losing the fifteen hundred bucks, so he lost the benefit that he was grifting. and he was willing to he was willing to come clean. It's I think that definitely. Helps. Yeah. yeah, it yeah.
4: definitely helps. I think the process of the win-win changes throughout the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the first win-win situation would be, you know, instead of the state getting the money for doing what the state would do and put him in a home, I can do the same thing that the state's doing and get the money for my family. So win-win. It's going to happen to him either way yeah. if I let the state take over his um his uh, power of attorney or whatever, but I'll do it. So that's the first win-win. And then the second win-win is like, oh, Kyle is in a really crappy situation. So it'd be a win for him if we took care of him and a win for us if he plays you know, on the wrestling team. So that's the new win-win. And then I think the final win-win is the mom wins by getting the money without yeah. doing any of the work and then they get Kyle, and Kyle gets the good life. Finally, win-win. that's
3: that was the the big win win that stuck out to me too. And it does feel like a kind of dark win win because if you don't look at it from Kyle's perspective at all, where like he's winning like a good stable home life, you're, and you're only looking at it from uh, Melanie Linsky's point of view, in which she the, gets money and kid, right? Well, she yeah. gets money and also zero responsibility.
2: Yes, and, You know,
3: and as a like woman who's clearly in and out of like drug or alcohol rehabilitation facilities, um, that's kind of a downer, like darker win-win for her. It's too. a recipe
2: for disaster, right? It absolutely I is. I want to believe that this, this turn at drug rehab, that it worked real well, and this $1,500 is going to go towards her opening up her own restaurant. But there's also a possibility that it's going to go towards drugs.
3: I feel like there's no way it goes toward anything good, especially yeah. Yeah. since now she has zero responsibility.
2: Yeah. Doesn't have I, to take care of yeah, her son or her dad.
3: Yeah.
4: I feel like she is going to be herself in whatever situation happens. She's just so she. Re- yeah. She really, really, really wanted that money and she got it. But it's not going to change her life. You know,
1: yeah. I, I suppose, I mean, a really bleak way of looking at it is, hey, Grandpa Polly, lost cause he was a jerk apparently it's implied that you know he was a rotten person and then melanie linsky lost cause she's worth running away from and it's like we have to pay fifteen hundred dollars toward this other lost cause to get this kid out of
0: Aww. you know this
1: perpetual family where it's just like yeah. lost cause lost cause and then this person
4: exactly
0: the yeah, it's pretty, it's win, pretty
3: sad. It win. wasn't, um, I thought based on the trailers that it was going to be more kind of like feel good. Mom gets rehabilitated, son gets reunited, wins the wrestling match. That did not happen.
2: <laughs> but that's okay. It's okay. And, and no, because, and
3: it was good. Yeah. And I actually, I I liked it. Um, but it, yeah, it wasn't what I was expecting.
2: Yeah. The, there's a, there's the, a million, there's a million movies that followed the formula that I thought this one was going to follow. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I was going to say, the going back to the comedic elements, mm-hmm. Amy Ryan, so funny.
5: Oh, and she's
4: great. She's great. She wanted this role specifically because I think she was on The Sopranos or The Wire, one of those type of shows where she played just a bad mom. And I think it was The Wire. It must have been. I don't know. She was on a show where she played a bad mom, so she really wanted a role where she could play a good mom. And I think she does a great job at it because she owns up When she makes a mistake, he's like, and I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't look at my phone. And she's like, you're absolutely right. I shouldn't, you know.
3: I thought she was like the most realistic uh, portrayal of a mom that I've seen in a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved when she was like, I just want to beat the crap out of her. And then Paul Giamatti's like, well, you know, that's not really going to solve anything. She goes, no, but I just I really want to beat the crap out of her. I want to beat the crap out of him. You know, and I was like, that was that was um I, that felt very real to me. All of my sisters yeah. are moms, and they're all very protective. And while they would never like cross those lines, um, I know that that's kind of like how how fiercely they feel when it comes to like protecting children, you know. So I like mm-hmm. I liked her character,
1: well, and I I love how fast she kind of she turns around, like uh uh like uh, she she was nervous about kyle she was locking the door she's like you know we we have you know our daughters here you know who knows what eminem down there is gonna do But then five minutes later she was talking about beating up kyle's mom because she's so protective of
3: kyle right yeah
4: well and mike is in a position where he's like oh shoot this is kind of all backfiring on me and the wife is not happy about it like i'm not happy with you mike that this is happening but he has to stay here we have to take care of him, And he's like, I guess we have to. And she's like, we will. And we are
3: very, the blind side.
4: Yeah. Without some of those tropes, it kind of like played against those tropes.
2: All right. Well, that's it. Win win. You guys have any questions about the movie?
4: Um, why didn't I watch it before? You know,
2: I don't know. (laughs) You're a bad person.
3: Oh, thanks. Now you're better. (laughs) You're welcome. Well, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Crystal.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is time for commercial
1: break. Okay. Commercial break time. Hey, everybody out there. If you're listening to us, you probably download us on Apple Podcasts. But if you're not listening to us on Apple Podcasts, steal a car, drive to Apple Podcasts, and go ahead and subscribe there give us a rating of five stars and give us a review of whatever you want to say. You're is
2: fine. But a a
1: zero star, a a zero, a zero star in words is fine, but actually literally give us the five stars. stars. Yeah. Yeah, Just literally give us the five stars and then say why it's zero stars and not five (laughs) stars. Uh, That's the most important thing. Also uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Uh, Give us high ratings there. And uh, remember, everybody – now, uh, Crystal and Richard, Roy mentioned this last time, but at the end of the year, we give an award to whichever podcast had the most listens on Spotify. So make sure you guys get the award by telling all your friends to listen to us on Spotify.
0: Um,
1: and if you're out there and you're like, hey, I really like um, Richard and Crystal, uh, tell all your friends to listen to this particular episode on Spotify. Send us an email at yours, mine, podcast at gmail.com. We will read it. Uh, go ahead and go to our blog, yours com. From there, you can download all of the MP3s, Directly. There have been over a hundred, so it might be harder to find, uh, you know, in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or whatever, but you can, uh, you can do searches for movies. You can see all the artwork from all the movies we watch and everything. Uh, also go to Facebook. Join our group there. That's where you have the most power because you can vote for the individual movies. You can vote for the genres that we watch. You can vote for everything. You can pretty much control our lives from Facebook. Mm. So do that. Uh, also, Uh, we have a phone number, and that phone number is, Roy, do you remember the number? (laughs) No, 801. It is 801. It's 896-4542. 801-896-4542. It is the hardest number in the world to remember for some reason, but here it is again, 801-896-4542. If you have a hard time uh you know getting on the podcast because you know our guest spots fill up so fast and also we you know could use some guests so go ahead and notify us of that uh give us a call and we'll play your voicemail on the air anyway 801-896-4542 did i forget anything
2: i don't think so i feel like now is also an appropriate time for shameless plugs yes go ahead oh uh. richard and uh, crystal
3: Yay. Um we uh we host a podcast called Turning Trekkie, and you can find it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and uh, other places as well. Just search for Turning Trekkie. We also have an Instagram, Turning Trekkie Podcast, and a Gmail. Uh I'm not actually totally certain what that Gmail
4: is. It is Turning Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com.
3: Uh so you can email us there if you have any ideas or you want to join the pod. Um we have a Facebook as well. You just search Turning trekkie and you should find it. So that's that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think on
4: Twitter
2: too. Oh, oh
3: we, are. we are. We're we're everywhere.
2: <laughs> I think we're joining you in the near future on mm-hmm. because you guys are gonna be watching fan films and John and I need to coordinate which ones we want to watch. Yeah. No, right. Okay. But I think that we may show up on your podcast either together or separately or both. I don't know.
3: It's going to be so fun. It'll be fun. We'll
1: either be together or both. Yes.
2: Okay. <laughs> alright Okay. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Um. Let's see. So I will plug "Kiss Your Franchise Goodbye" because I'm still doing the Rocky movies, and we are doing yes. Creed this week. Um, John, you have anything else you want to plug? Uh. Two
1: years ago, I started a podcast called uh, Safe Words Aloud, spelled A-L-O-U-D, and that's where I would just read books, and then I stopped doing it. (laughs)
0: What? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Because of uh, reasons. It was something to do during the pandemic. Yeah. Mm. Uh, But yeah, you could – I read two complete books and two and a half complete books on there. So if anybody wants to go way back and just hear a book – I read a Flash Gordon serial oh, yeah. and also a uh, Frank Burley detective novel written by John Schwartzwelder of Simpsons fame and uh, half of the George Lucas novelization of the movie Star Wars. Uh, and, uh, and so I've been meaning to get back into that, and I've just been put on the spot because I didn't have anything to plug. To plug. So that's something.
2: John, you read <laughs> The
1: Line Men of Mungo. The Lion Men of Mongo was the Flash Gordon book I read, which is a book that Roy gave me for Christmas one year. Yay. And uh, it's really great, actually. It's oh, great because wow. it's a Flash Gordon serial. So uh, that's good. Um, uh, Roy, before we get into awards, I have one thing I can't forget to talk about really quick before we do awards. Do is that okay?
0: Uh-huh. Go ahead. Okay.
1: No, this is actually a question for Crystal, um, and I'm kicking myself, and I would really kick myself if I forgot this time, but last time you were on, we talked about the movie Lagon, um, and I should have mentioned this last time, but I'm wondering if you've ever heard of a movie called Victory.
3: Um, okay, so you brought it up, actually. Did I? You No, okay, so you brought it up uh, on the episode before mine, in uh-huh. which... In which I introduced that I was doing a, um, I had considered doing prison break movies, uh-huh. and you said, "Oh, is one of them Victory?" Okay. And I kind of <laughs> laughed it off. Uh-huh. I didn't know what it was you were referring to, but I did look it up um, after the fact, and I've never seen it. It's uh, now am I talking about the correct Victory? It's Prisoners of War playing baseball,
2: soccer, playing soccer,
3: soccer, playing soccer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Sylvester so Stallone.
0: It's-
1: it's a Sylvester Stallone movie and a bunch of British actors and everything. Um, yeah, I think Michael Caine is in it. Um, but it, it's it's funny because when I story. said, "Hey, when you're talking about Prison Break movies, you should watch Victory." I said that before we watched Lagan because I had no idea what Lagan was about. But the story of Victory is, you know, the German people saying, "Hey, why don't you, you know." we'll give you an award if you beat us at soccer kind of thing, which is the same plot as of Lagon, but just, you know, with soccer instead of cricket. And so, like, I was just saying, if you like Lagon and you like prison break movies, (laughs) (laughs) I just, you know, just this is not to our audience. This is just to you, Crystal. Uh, Yeah.
3: Check out. It's basically a mandate now at this point.
1: And I think it's safe to say that, okay, Roy loves, loves Sylvester Stallone. So he's not going to, back me up on this, but it's my favorite Sylvester Stallone
2: movie. That's funny. Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's awesome. No, I you did you definitely um piqued my interest and I, I will be watching it wow. awesome.
2: Still Stallone's their goalie um, because he can't be, he's not allowed to be anywhere else on the field because he keeps tackling people because he confuses uh, football with American football. He uh-huh. confuses foot- <laughs> football with football. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. can't be trusted outside the goalie box, so... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, John, in our plugs, we completely forgot to plug the fact that we do GR Watches Star Trek for the first time. Oh,
1: my gosh. We do that thing.
2: Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and I think we probably owe a podcast really soon because Picard epi- uh, Season 3 Episode 1 dropped today. Woo-hoo. did it drop today. So yep. first
1: Picard episode. Did you guys watch Picard already? Mm-hmm.
2: I did. Crystal's not
4: watched any TNG except for TNG. the first episode,
3: I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, uh, Yeah, correct. Well yeah. and then uh, the first and then first little one kind of
2: over, by the way. Yeah that <laughs> first episode sucks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh okay uh okay Richard okay well Roy and I have to go yeah. watch Star Trek again. Okay? Yes. We have to watch Picard. Uh. uh any quick thoughts on Picard without, you know, telling us Without
4: spoiling? Happened, you know? yeah. 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 Oh my gosh, what a tease is what I say. <sighs> okay. Because yeah, because you know what it's about. You know that this is supposed to be the final, final, final TNG chapter, technically, right? Mm-hmm. So they're just gearing it up, showing you the possibilities, and then they're like, and scene.
1: <laughs> I, oh. I really, this is bad of me, but what if, what if the entire crew except for Card dies in the next episode? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> <laughs> like, they didn't save it for the end.
0: Oh, it's just like I the know.
1: whole Next Generation crew. Now they're
2: dead. That's they're dead funny. now.
4: Yeah. Well, because no. they said they're all coming back this time and then kill them. And they're like, all right, we told you.
2: That's funny. Okay, here we go. It's time for awards because in this Uh-oh. podcast we do awards. And I do want to mention our Rotten Tomato problem here. We are at 62% for the average. Did you know that Body Slam is a hot 52 while Nacho Libre is 40 <laughs>
0: It, it's what? body slams
2: not
1: 52 i was just looking at well, this
2: well it has no score the audience score is 52
1: the audience score is 52 it has one review on rotten tomatoes yeah and so, it was a mm. negative review and it was like i don't know who it was but uh, the the headline says this is only for wrestlers and i remember thinking <laughs> well like only fans of wrestling would like this movie and i didn't read his review but i almost thought about calling up him up and saying you really I don't even know if wrestlers would like that movie. Like, <laughs> right. like, so, give me one reason why fans of wrestling would like the movie Body yeah. Slam.
2: <laughs> so technically, Body Slam's a zero mm-hmm. if yeah. it had only one review and it was negative. Anyway, here's what we get out of this. Nacho Libre cost $35 million. It made $100 million, so good for them. Uh, nice. Win-Win, I have no idea what the budget was. It made $11.7 million. Uh, good for them. And Win-Win is 94% fresh, so that's good. Oh. Huh. But now it's time for us to get judgy. And I'm going to start with Crystal. Of these three movies, which has your favorite title?
3: Nacho Libre. Yes.
2: Is that yours, Richard? Yes. Okay. John, what do you think? Okay. Uh,
1: (laughs) I I would say I think Win-Win is a very clever title in concept, but also it's just like – you may as well just call it the Doi because win-win is just like I don't know. It's just not. It just doesn't sound good. Um, and then body slam's not that great, so I went with Nacho Libre.
0: Nacho. <laughs>
2: okay, yeah, Nacho. All right, John, what's your favorite movie poster?
1: Okay, I'm going with body slam. You got the palm trees. <laughs> There's a lot going you, on. You got Tanya Roberts. You got the them standing in the middle of the road like they do in '80s posters. <laughs>
2: it's a great '80s poster. Okay. <laughs> Alright, Richard, what's your favorite poster? Nacho Libre. It's kind well, of okay. a beautiful poster with and you got yeah. you got Ramses with the gold and you got the blue and the red and and I, and I, I like a, a it's got a lot of good stuff going for it. Now
1: I know I know Roy, I know your rule for posters. You take whatever poster is on the IMDB, so I blame IMDB, I don't blame you for this. But the famous Nacho Libre poster is the one where like just Jack Black is doing like this flying leap toward the camera on the poster like in the middle of the mexican desert oh yeah and that's like a, a famous iconic kind of poster yeah mm-hmm. with a with the cape and everything and so i don't know what the deal is with imdb not showing that poster as the main poster. they're
2: so capricious at imdb
3: yeah mm-hmm.
2: all right whose turn is it to say, uh, crystal what's your poster
3: um nacho libre all all of the versions <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, yep. so I actually picked win win. I think it just really appeals to me the colors and everything. I think it looks, I think it's a beautiful poster. Um, so, uh, because my major was humanities, I'm right.
4: Oh,
2: <laughs> yeah. All right, then. Okay, we're, we do this out of order. John and I have different orders. So, we're going to go straight into taglines. Richard, let's hear your, your favorite tagline and then all three of your alternates.
4: Oh, my gosh.
2: Yeah, we're going crazy.
4: Um, my favorite tagline is body slam. He's down, but never out. Yucka, <laughs> yucka, yuck. yuck, yuck. <laughs> All
2: right, Crystal, what's yours?
3: Oh, my favorite one is a uh, natural libre. He's not lean. He's not mean. He's nacho average hero because I love a pun. <laughs> All
2: right, John, what's yours? Oh, gosh.
1: Okay. Uh, he's down, but never out. That's the yeah. We said that one already.
2: <laughs> okay, let's see. I think I that's chose... for body Slam. Oh, uh, we okay. We did this kind of wrong anyway. I did in the game of life. You can't lose them all. Now, John, let's hear your alternates. In the game of life, you can't lose them all. Is that is that's that from my real win-win. one from? Is that from win win? Yep. Yeah, win-win. that's win win.
1: Okay, my my fake ones, my new ones, my new ones. Okay, body slam. He'll do for wrestling what he did for music. Ruin it! <laughs> uh, my Nacho Libre tag is, He's the Lord's Chips. <laughs> and my win-win tag is, Two rights might make a wrong.
2: Ooh! Oh, all right. Uh, Richard, your your alternate taglines.
1: All right.
4: So, Body Slam, I'm thinking... He's a problematic protagonist, but don't worry—it's a problematic movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, Crystal. Oh no, keep going, keep going, Richard.
4: Uh, Nacho Libre. If you like Napoleon Dynamite, you'll love Nacho Libre. <laughs> <laughs> and then win-win. Win, but did I do it wrong? No, win-win. Go ahead,
0: win-win. <laughs> <laughs>
4: don't worry there's not a lot of high school wrestling in the film <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right crystal did you give yours yet i don't
3: uh no okay, okay I'll, I'll, I'll give mine uh so we'll we'll start with natural libre um natural libre introducing the righteous wrestler <laughs> um body slam if you lie and cheat enough you'll become an overnight success <laughs> and win-win some liars and cheats are still lovable.
2: Mm. All right. For Body Slam, I went with, brought to you by the Korean Saving and Loan. Um, (laughs) For Nacho Libre, save it for the ring lovers. And for Huin Huin, (laughs) slightly more often than (laughs) lose-lose. All right. Uh, Best opening credits, Jonathan.
1: I'm going with Body Slam. You got 80s Ferrari driving
2: (laughs) and LA sunshine. And it's just like Southern California. And every corner you pull up on, there's someone in a bikini just sitting there. (laughs) It's so real. All right. Uh, Crystal, what about you? Opening credits.
3: Uh, I'm going to go with Body Slam. Quintessential 80s synth song, red convertible. Loved it.
2: Mm. All right.
3: I happened to uh, drive down the exact same highway the day before I watched this movie. So,
2: How many bikini girls did not get in your car?
3: Uh zero, in okay. fact. They all got in my car. They all got in your <laughs>
2: car. Okay. <laughs> all right, Richard, what's your opening credits?
3: I had
4: to go with Nacho Libre just because it's so cute it's so and lovable. it's lovable. Yeah. And it's like a lower budget, but actually high yields high results.
2: Yeah. So there's <laughs> So I, I picked the same one and I love when they're I don't know even why they're hosing off Nacho's belly in the sweater. <laughs> But then as Nacho's coming back into the kitchen to cook some soup, he lays the elbow down hard in that bowl of chips. Yes. Yeah. Mm. All right. Um, uh, young fun, young fun fact. Nacho is the... Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Crystal. Oh,
3: no. I was just going to say exactly what you were saying. Oh,
1: okay. yeah. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> um, yeah. Fun fact is that Young young Nacho is the older brother in the Goldbergs. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and apparently
4: he plays young Jack Black in a different movie, too. So it's oh, oh, really right. cool.
2: In yeah. uh, the pick of destiny, yeah. Ah. Yeah. Okay. All right. We are on to best titular line. There actually is one, and I only remembered just like a couple hours ago. But uh, who? Really, uh, Richard, go ahead. Best titular oh. line. If you can't remember one, you can make one up.
4: No, I I picked one that's not the actual answer that you're looking for, but I think it's it's my favorite answer, which is the song Body Slam. When they're like, I didn't memorize
2: the tune, but it was something like that. Would you
1: like to hear the lyrics? Is it by kick? It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, Body (laughs)
2: slam, take me to the limit if you can. Don't want a boy, I want a man who understands what he's got to do. (laughs) And that is the best titular line. Oh, good. good. So I was right. You were right. Yes, you guessed correctly. (laughs) Uh, Crystal, do you have a titular line?
3: I do. Uh, it happens during the credits, but it also happens again during the final battle. And it's, oh, look at this! It's an over-the-head body slam!
2: <laughs> All right, John, do you have one?
1: Um, okay, so does Jack Black not introduce himself as Nacho Libre? Does nope. he not do that? <laughs> nope. He doesn't do that. Does, does he Libre... say Nacho
4: yeah the libre we always add because it's
2: the name of the movie so So do they never say libre in the whole movie they never say it really okay i didn't
1: even realize that.
2: so jack black at one point tells uh, incarnacion he says to tell you the truth i was at a wrestling match lucha libre so he does say the word libre at one point in the movie
1: Mm. okay meaning like lucha libre not like doesn't doesn't libre mean book in spanish
3: I have no idea. That's Libro. libre. Libre, oh. I think, is like free.
2: Free wrestling.
3: That
1: makes Oops. sense. Okay, sorry. Yeah, Libro. Okay, libre, not libre. Okay, so okay, so my my titular line, um, it's when it's when Smilak is talking to Rowdy Roddy Piper, and he's like, and he says, "Don't worry, I'm your new manager. I'm gonna get you a new gig." And Roddy Rowdy Piper responds with, win, win. <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> that's smart. Oh, <laughs> so I, I did have as an honorable mention, hey, Kyle, since you're here, I can win some wrestling matches and you can visit your grandpa so that I can also continue to con the state out of $1,500. What do you think? Win-win for me, right? So anyway. <laughs> All right. That totally happened. Yeah. Okay. Technology okay. award, Jonathan. Uh, okay.
1: I guess I had to go with Nacho's weird cart bike thing.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. That is the correct answer.
2: Okay. Is that what you have, Crystal? Yes, it is. All right, Richard, what about you?
4: Oh, gosh. If I don't pick that, am I wrong?
2: No, because that's yeah, not what I picked. Yeah. No,
4: that's <laughs> oh, you didn't pick that? Okay. So two of uh, you are
2: wrong. That's fine.
4: I, I'm going to go with, this is a old-school technology, two really burly men to rotate a car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Okay, so uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper finds himself in the hospital, and he has a chin sling <laughs> oh. to rehabilitate his chin, apparently. <laughs> and it proves effective, because his chin's just fine. That's so, a good one. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right, then. Your favorite name, Richard, from these movies, your favorite character's name?
4: Oh, uh, I want to say that I agree with at least one person in this chat right now sister and how do you say it <laughs> <Incarnacion>. <laughs> exactly <laughs> especially in song okay. it was very yeah. good yeah what about
2: you crystal
3: um i would agree sister incarnation because of the song but also i do want to honorable mention um steven because <laughs> i feel like it's just so out of place <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right john what's your favorite name
1: Okay, well it's certainly um I, I it's Tanya Roberts' mom, Bitsy Vanderwagen.
4: Mm. That's a good name. <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna honorable mention El Snowflake. Um mm-hmm. one of the wrestlers at the Battle Jam, but I love Silencio. I think it's a pretty great name. Alright. Um your favorite food, John.
1: Okay, honorable mention to the funny face salad.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm going to go with um, eagle yolk, eagle egg yolk. <laughs> Jack Black is eating the, the eggs. And mostly because, okay, because we did watch it on DVD. And I didn't watch the DVD special features that you were mentioning earlier, Roy. But I did watch one DVD special feature when Jack Black is addressing the camera. And he's like, uh, you know, a lot of people accuse me of not being a very good actor. But those eagle egg yolks, they're actually like butterscotch pudding and uh, lemon juice. Very tasty. So if it looked like I wasn't enjoying it, acting. Acting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ah, very good. All right, uh, Crystal, your favorite food.
3: Um, in Body Slam, uh, Harry takes Candace to an A&W. Ooh. And um, I don't think I've ever actually gone to one, but I've always wanted to, because I imagine they probably have very good curly fries. Mm.
2: I, you know the best part about that is I'm almost positive that Tanya Roberts paid for that date. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Richard, what's your favorite food? Get that corn out of my face! <laughs> <laughs> do you guys like that? Have you had the Mexican Elote? corn smothered in mayonnaise?
3: Oh, mayonnaise and tahini. Yes, Ugh. they serve it at is? Disneyland. That we is do. what it is,
2: and I've, I've had. So I've we've I've had. Family members come back from Mexican missions who are like, you've got to try this. It's the best. I'm like, okay, you got used to it while you're on your mission. Congratulations to you. <laughs> but it's corn smothered in mayonnaise, okay? I'm willing to try. Okay. Well, all right. Um, John, not my honorable mention. And it's not the funny face salad, but it's Encarnacion salad. She okay. gets like two gallons of salad. And it looks it looks <laughs> really good. With the chips, uh-huh. it's got nutrients and flavors. So, All right favorite
3: outfit um crystal oh um libre's uh blue end scene outfit it's like Mm. kind of like a friar hood it's got like a little cape sort of (laughs) yeah and it it doesn't have like the full tie but there is like a little rope kind of tied at his waist and it's just a lovely shade of blue
2: (laughs) that's great richard what's your favorite outfit
4: I'm going to go with Crystal's honorable mention, but I agree. It's hairy in drag um, <laughs> at, because uh, it fooled some people. So yeah. <laughs> it was a n- nice dress, nice wig, the whole ensemble. And then like Crystal's honorable, honorable mention would be on the beach where he didn't look, you know, as
2: awful and sleazebaggy. He looked a little bit more sexy. Mm, the orange beach sweater. Mm-hmm. Okay, so hey, this is two podcasts in a row where we've talked about men and drag, so that's pretty good. Two for two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> uh, and who wore it better? Would you say Harry or uh, Defoe? It's hard Dafoe. to say.
3: Oh, mm, maybe.
5: Okay. Oh, Harry. Okay. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> I think I think Harry's more
1: attractive, but I think Defoe <laughs> committed more to the to the <laughs> part <laughs> to the movement and the part. Yeah. Yeah. All
2: right. Well, my favorite outfit is Nacho's recreation clothing—the white clothes with the white boots—and then um, they fit him just perfect for when he flexes the hinders.
3: Oh yeah, yeah oh snap! Of flex. course that outfit. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Who's the best alien then, Jonathan? And did we get your clothes?
1: My favorite outfit <laughs> is probably Silencio's Silencio. Outfit. Yeah, he's pretty much like the wrestling Darth Vader, right? <laughs> there were
3: seahorses like, on it. I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's just this whole, like, this black leather thing with, like, w- were there seahorses? Like, yeah, oh yeah. Like, uh, like rhinestones and stuff all over Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, okay, what was the alien? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of Billy Barty, I'm not picking Billy Barty. Um, but I am picking, their second, uh, Nacho and Steven's second wrestling match, where he's fighting those those feral dwarves,
2: uh, the no like, Satan's Will cavemen. They're like, yeah, the
1: the, yeah. the the strange dwarven cavemen who Satan's cavemen. I, it, it, it's it's Guilder from Masters of the Universe, right? Who just gone insane <laughs> and two of them. Yeah, that definitely was it.
2: Oh For man, sure. okay um let's see did uh no go ahead richard who's your favorite alien best aliens
4: so my best alien would be those porcelain dolls
2: oh that's good
3: -hmm. good.
2: all right uh crystal what about you
3: um i wish i had said those two little fighters but um i actually picked Ramses because you never see his face so who's (laughs) to say if he's human or not he could
2: be an Mm? alien yeah you know his muscles are the number one all right. So my alien I guess is Jack Black because they're in Mexico and he's the only person who's not Mexican. Hmm. Yep. So technically. All right. Favorite special effects crystal.
3: Oh, um when Silencio is spinning uh the Chino <laughs> and a skeleto around in a circle.
0: Oh, he's so <laughs> and good then at throws throwing them.
2: <laughs> All right, Richard, what's your favorite uh special effect?
4: I'm going to go with the stunt double for Jack Black that's on fire.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very oh, practical. Well, oh, like I love cookies.
3: how the fire doesn't burn his tights, too. I know. Just the fire robe. Flame-retarded <laughs>
2: tights, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. John, what's your favorite special effect? Uh,
1: the, the, at the party with the weird lady who liked Esquilito, who, like, doesn't she, like, crawl through the tunnel, like, at this, like, high speed or something? Yeah, I guess. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. So, I have chosen When Nacho Soars Like an Eagle. And I'm assuming oh. that the Jack Black just did it and they didn't have to rig anything. Mm. So, all right. Favorite location then, John? Uh,
1: L.A. It seemed kind of fun. It was the 80s. It's the it's 80s. So, you know, yeah, 80s L.A. Okay.
2: All right. What do you think, Richard?
4: the timelessness
2: area of this small town in Mexico. So I think I have the same thing. I just put a uh, small town, Oaxaca. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: All right, Crystal, what do you got?
3: Um, the wilderness. That's just outside the village. <laughs>
2: How did you find
3: me? <laughs> just two feet outside the village.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Some kids saw you from the village.
3: <laughs> Hi, Nacho.
2: <laughs> do you like the little, uh, the, the shelter he builds? <laughs>
3: love that shelter i i was watching it when i was watching i was thinking you know i bet you anything that jack black actually built that like (laughs) like they just like gave him the time to create something and that's the best he could do
2: (laughs) all right uh let's see favorite song crystal
3: oh um i wish i could remember how it goes because it was an earworm stuck in my head the last week but the i am i am a really uh,
2: religious man. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. One of the, so Beck wrote a ton of songs for Nacho Libre. That's not one of them, um, but that's a pretty darn good song. Richard, what do you got?
4: Uh, I'm going back to my uh, bag of tricks and I'm going to re shout out
0: Body Slam. <laughs> and you have the lyrics.
4: But the, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to like have copyright issues with your podcast, but go look it up on YouTube. It's so like synthetically electronic. It's so fun.
1: Oh,
2: man. R- R-
1: Richard, go ahead and sing a little bit more. I- if we have copyright issues from the, <laughs> from, Body from the movie Body Slam. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I think. I mean, first of all, I think we will have made it. And second of all, yeah. It, <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. So, I mean, you if you want to carry on with Body Slam, that's fine with us.
4: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, hey, I'll record it and you can put it at the end of the podcast. All right. Okay. All
1: right. Okay. I don't want to promise anything. (laughs) No. Oh yeah.
4: I won't forget. But also, if timing doesn't work out, it's not John's fault.
1: (laughs) Uh, Okay. That all sounds really great. Something to look forward to. That sounds good. Uh, Okay. So my song. Well, I mean. To wipe my tears, to kiss your mouth, I break my vow. No, 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 no way, Jose, unless you want me to. Then we break our vows together. <laughs> Encarnacion.
0: <laughs>
2: so the, the lyrics say that uh, – now, was that one written or was that improvised? I know the song of the party was improvised. All right. yeah. I, I would not
1: be surprised if it were just improvised, if okay. he just made it up right there. But it's a
2: great song. All right. So my favorite song, you only heard it if you listened to the end credits of Nacho Libre. But it's called The Forbidden Nectar. And there's a lyric where he goes, forget about Hector, his mustache is like a girl. I could rupture his intestine with the flexion of my thighs. <laughs> and nothing says romance more than that. So... Anyway, if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to the end credits. Okay, what are we up to? Guest star. And I i mean, it's Charles Nelson Riley. but go ahead and, John, tell me what you've got.
1: Oh, that's good. I meant to put that down. I put Kelly Martin. She is um, Rowdy Roddy Piper's niece, and oh. she went on to play the uh, girl with glasses
2: in the TV show Life Goes On. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right, Richard, who's your guest star?
4: Crystal, do you have one in mind?
3: I do. Um, Yeah. My favorite Uh guest, I'm I'm guessing that she hasn't been in anything that you guys have watched yet, Um, but Ana de la uh, Reguera, the uh, sister in Encarnacion, because I've seen her in so many different things, and she's so different in all of them. Um, I feel like she has a lot of really great range, Um, and yeah, I just love her. Plus, she's beautiful. Mm. She's
2: pretty. She's pretty,
4: That gives me permission to pick Melanie Linsky from *Ever After Then*, because I didn't want to step on your toes. Yes.
2: Okay. Um, I do want honorable mention. Cesar Gonzalez, also known as the Silver King, who plays Ramses. That's he's pretty awesome.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. All right. I don't know if he has any spoken lines in the entire movie. I don't think he does. Anyway,
3: I I don't think he grunts a couple times.
2: So. Our next award is External Recurring Character, and for me, it's Melanie Linsky from Ever After. Well,
0: yeah, that's the right answer. Yeah, That's
4: the right answer. There are a bunch,
2: though. So, I mean, did everyone pick that?
3: Um, Yeah,
1: I think I picked it just because we just talked about her last time, so it's great that she's back.
3: I I picked it because I knew it was a sure thing, um, and it's, like, so difficult for me to try and – parse through yeah. Yeah. all of the movies you guys have watched. We're yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm guessing that you probably have had Jeffrey Tambor before.
2: I don't, I don't think, no? think so. No? Oh, yeah. For some
3: reason I had it in my head that you guys watched Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Nope. No. Okay. No. <laughs> never Because so, he yeah, is Augustus no. Mayhew in that movie. Um. But then also I wondered if maybe you've had um Peter Stormare before. On your in one of your movies because he's been in so many different he's things.
1: He's in Minority Report. Oh, yeah, did watch Minority yeah. Report.
3: So because yeah. he was the emperor that, that he was credited as the emperor, the guy yeah. who sold he, the or not sold like, but brought him to the eagle, brought him egg.
2: to the eagle egg. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's the water gypsy.
3: Yeah, The Water Gypsy. Okay.
2: Yeah. All right, fascinating. So uh, another easy one is Burt Young, because we have done like five Rocky movies. All the Rockies, yes. Oh, of course. Oh, of course.
1: Yeah, uh, that's my honorable right. mention is uh, Billy Barty, the cameraman in
2: UHF. Noodles Macintosh. Yes.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> so you've yeah. never done a Jack Black movie before?
2: I don't think so. Doesn't that feel Oh, I, I have to
1: look really quick. I'm really curious about this. I'm sure we have.
4: I, I really do know, know we have. It's hard to think that you couldn't, but I guess I would believe it.
0: Well, yeah.
3: I just I feel like it, particularly with Win Win, there were so many like big names, like not necessarily like household names, but like faces that you recognize that have been in so many different things that I I'm sure yeah. that you guys have seen them in something else. And so it felt like t- too big of a category for me to like really parse through. I would have sworn yeah.
2: that we've done a Paul Giamatti movie, but I can't yeah. think of any.
4: He's been in so much, yeah. and then so, you've never done an Amy Ryan movie no. before.
2: Well, okay. John's looking it up. I do. So for internal recurring character, there is an actual real answer here, and then you guys can give me your fun answers. The real answer is Mary Nelson Duerstine, who uh-huh. did editing for both Body Slam and Nacho oh, Libre. That's oh, true. cool. Yep, that's wild. Yeah. Now, uh, better answers, uh, Crystal. What's your fun internal recurring character answer?
3: Um, ringside nuns. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There were, there were nuns at the, uh, at the, uh, what, I can't remember the guy's name. Yeah. In Body Slam, there were nuns at like the first taping of the show where all the guys are talking about wrestling. And then obviously we have Sister Encarnacion.
2: Very good. Richard, what's your internal?
4: I was going to say corn because for some inexplicable reason in win-win they're all at dinner and it's kind of awkward with Kyle and they're like, you could pass the corn you know, eat this corn <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, corn is a theme and a recurring character Were and I we- assume somewhere in Body Slam they might have had corn in the
2: background <laughs> Were you waiting for Kyle to just yell get that corn out of my face?
4: Yes! It was so <laughs> funny and you know what is a reoccurring quote as well Paul Giamatti says a bunch of times hey, take it easy Take, take it easy. easy take it take <laughs> it easy and i'm like oh my gosh two corn and take it easy they're the same film
1: <laughs> all right okay uh you guys we're we're ridiculous mars attacks jack black is in mars attacks oh,
4: yeah. oh! oh. <laughs> so i picked jack black
2: <laughs> wow very good okay john do you have an internal recurring character
1: uh, you mentioned Mary Nelson Durstein, the from the editorial department, but I have a, a conceptual recurring character, which is um, getting on your opponent's back while wrestling and spinning around on their back,
0: Ooh. which yeah. was
1: done feverishly by the uh, by the Gwilder Dwarves in Nacho <laughs> Libre, and then as part of practice in Win-Win by the high school kids.
2: Yeah. Spinning
1: mm-hmm. around on their backs, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right,
2: John. I don't know if there is an actual answer to this, but the best death from these films. Uh,
1: uh, okay. I have, I have to, my honorable mention is Charles Nelson Riley, who got clubbed to death on his own show. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but the other guy is the guy in a wheelchair. Yes. There that Rowdy Roddy Piper tried to help, but then just steered him into traffic. <laughs>
3: oh um,
1: man.
4: That
3: was, that was in fact, um, not, Roddy Piper. It was the guy that I can't stand. Harry. Oh,
1: Smiley. Harry.
0: Smiley. Yeah, Lack. it was. It was okay. Yeah, yeah.
3: Okay. And that was my answer too. Um, I said I'm going to assume that the man in the wheelchair died outside the hospital. <laughs> yeah. There's no way he survived that.
2: <laughs> Richard, what do you got?
4: Then I'm going to pick best death as the rich daughter's car getting destroyed. Oh yeah. The two
2: oh. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I similar. I just went with the cars the multiple cars all the cars that, yeah, yeah. faced horrible deaths yeah okay now here we are this is not the villain but because this is a wrestling movie who is the best heel in these films richard
4: uh i liked ramses as the best heel
2: Ah, oh, he's so good yeah what do you think crystal
3: um i said axe and hammer the cannibals but with an honorable mention of lou
2: <laughs> okay <laughs> john who's your heel
1: uh I I have the Koreans who hate cars. Just <laughs>
2: beat up cars. So I want to honorable mention all the orphans in the whole world who I I hate them. I hate them all. I oh, hate the no. orphans. Yeah. That's right. I hate all the orphans.
1: I, hate all
0: <laughs> oh, the orphans.
2: No. I want to honorable mention Ramon the monk, who is the monk that slaps Jack Black and has the bad side mustaches. Uh who yeah. apparently suffered from uh diarrhea since Easters. Um <laughs> But I'm going to give it to Harry Smilak. He's the heel. I hate him so bad.
4: Mm. <laughs> that's a good one.
2: Um, I stand with okay. you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, the hero, I think in wrestling terms, is called Face, but I'm pretty sure that's short for Babyface. I guess the heroes oh. are called Babyfaces. So uh, I'm picking Chancho, who I feel like is Oh, I love Chancho. John, who's your hero or your, your face?
1: Okay. If. I just if it's called face, then I have to pick face, which no, is don't. the guy you hate no, is you the don't. heel because his name is face you, okay, you're not obligated. okay, My honorable mention besides that is Terry delfino played by Bobby Cannavale, who's just
2: so no good.
1: Giamatti's friend who just like uh, recently divorced, but he sacrifices his whole life to join the uh, coaches a wrestling team. That's yeah. kind of heroic. <laughs>
4: Yeah. Sacrifices stalking his ex-wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's,
1: you make your sacrifices where you can. Yeah. <laughs>
2: All right, Richard, who's your face?
1: Uh,
4: I'm going to say this for a reason. And the the face I picked is
0: Mike.
4: Because when Kyle says slap me in the face, he does. Oh, yeah. And that becomes a thing. <laughs> oh, that's
0: cute.
2: I love it it's when, endearing. when his wife's in the audience and she gives him that look like, what on earth are you doing? <laughs> Anyway, like,
4: why okay did, why did why did Dad smack Kyle in
3: the face? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> Crystal, who's your face?
3: Oh, I mean it's gotta be Nacho. I love the I love
2: <gasps> he loves uh, the orphans.
3: When when he wins, I love Jack Black prancing around the ring. <laughs> um it's just the best. Doing like a roundhouse kick and a backflip, it's I love it. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> it's fantastic. I love it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad he gets to go to sleep every night by himself for the rest of his life. <laughs> okay, uh, this, did everyone do theirs? I think so. So, movie goof, Crystal. Did you notice any movie goofs?
3: I did. I did notice one, um, and it's when he's make <laughs> when uh, Nacho is making Sister Encarnacion salad. He pours a ton of ranch in, and then he blows those crunched chips all over it. And he bows away. And as he's bowing away, it's a shot from a different angle and the ranch is gone. And then the next shot, the ranch is back.
2: Oh, <gasps> okay. She drank it real quick and then spit it back.
3: Yeah. <laughs> All
2: right, Richard, do you have a movie goof?
3: Um, I
4: don't have like a particular movie goof, like a continuity error or anything. But I would just say like the behind the scenes goof of trying to rewrite the script would be on on um, Harry Smilax, actor. What was his name again?
1: Dirk Benedict. Dirk. Dirk Dirk
4: Benedict, yeah. Uh, He goofed by changing the script, I assume.
1: (laughs) Mm. (laughs) All right, John, what's your goof? Okay, so this is professional wrestling, and I think one of the great artistic things about professional wrestling is the collaboration and the choreography of professional wrestling. And from what I could tell... In the storyline of all three of these movies, there was absolutely no choreography done for any mm-hmm. of these wrestling events. So it was, uh, I guess, in this world, they're just bypassing the whole concept of wrestling choreography. And each of these universes was a universe where they're literally kind of fighting to the death in the ring.
2: <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go ahead and... And so in Nacho Libre, it just appears that the order that they filmed it in and the order they edited it in, they mm. must have changed some ideas along the ways because there's just some things that didn't fit. And one of them was they had the training montage where uh, a skeletal got attacked by all the bees and then several days went by and then we're right back at him healing from the bee stings unless bee sting training is daily. Ooh. And I don't think it is. I then I think that is the that was edited out of order.
3: Right, that's when he when more... he had the stings on his chest, like a couple days later.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. I didn't think about that.
2: Alright. So that's mm. what I think. Anyway, funniest moment. John, what's your LOL moment?
1: Honorable mention to uh the sister's favorite color being light tan. <laughs> she loves poopies. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, when Bobby Convalli gets a bad text from his ex wife and he's off camera. He's like, Oh man, I can't believe it and then you hear him off camera say, Take a picture, take a picture and then it cuts back and he's his pants are completely down.
0: Oh yeah. And you know, yes. after he
1: handed the phone to Paul Giamatti he's like, Take a picture of my butt you know, you don't realize what he's talking about till it cuts back to him.
2: Uh, all right. Um, Richard, your favorite L O L moment.
4: Um I don't have the quotes right in front of me, but I really did like when Kyle was meeting the family, and it was just a lot of awkward, um, you know, back and forth. It's like, "Uh, so what's your mom up to? Like, can we contact her? It's like, oh, she's busy. Oh, this. Oh, that. (laughs) I just thought, like you said, it was very understated, and his performance was so funny because of that. Yeah. So that whole scene of him ingratiating himself
3: to the new family.
2: Mm -hmm. Very good. All right, Crystal, your favorite funny moment.
3: Um, well, the first time that I laughed out loud was, uh, the, the, uh, what's his name? Chancho giving Nacho the lucky machete. (laughs) It's like, take my mom's lucky machete. (laughs)
2: Okay, I think I'm going to go with Stephen's beautiful portrait. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) The the lips are shaded really well, and the curls just are really accentuated. It's beautiful. Um, With
3: honorable mention to the impromptu baptism.
2: Oh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Oh, tonight we face Satan's caveman. I'm a little worried that you are not baptized. (laughs) all right okay uh so that was funny but you know what life isn't all laughter so what is your key of d minor weeping instantly moment crystal
3: um when melanie linsky told her son um that mike was just doing it for the money
2: oh so that's mine as well kyle when kyle realizes what's going on
3: yeah that was really sad
2: yeah all right what do you think richard
4: I think when Kyle's mom showed up to the match in Win-Win and it made him lose everything and even later it continued where she's like, I'm sorry I ruined your match or whatever. And he was just so devastated that she'd gotten his head and I felt mm-hmm. so bad for him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the end of Nacho Libre when everything is good and fine, except he's still a friar and Sister Encarnacion is still a nun, and
2: they're never together. <laughs> Tragic. It's rough. <laughs> I mean, have you ever had feelings for a nun? Jeez. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, what about your what the heck moment, John? This is this is it,
1: right? When just there's a random part where. <laughs> nacho libre and steven are in a dark alley and and they get jumped by some people and steven jam i actually i can't believe we didn't pick this for best death but he jams he throws a corn into the guy's eye yeah the, like, this, the belt rippers. 13th like the final chapter how they killed jason in that movie by stabbing him through his mask in the eye yeah
2: yeah that's mine too the corn cob to the eye <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my gosh what do you have richard
4: uh, what the heck for, sorry, what the heck for me was the drag, the drag
2: moment. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Crystal?
3: Um, well, I totally forgot about the corn. Um, I did, and I totally forgot. I had a question about that too, but my what the heck moment was, um, the first time that in Body Slam where the Korean loan people show up and just rip the door off the car.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> So i do want honorable mention the first time that steven gets his hair torn out oh, <laughs> and, yeah. and then maybe the second and third time is, is still a little shocking but
0: <laughs> they scalped me
2: <laughs> and you gave them permission <laughs> to hurt me like this oh man all right so we're here to quote time time for your favorite quote and crystal it is your turn
3: and win-win If he's Darth Vader, you're the Secret Apprentice.
4: (laughs) That was oh, we forgot to mention the Wii tie-in. Like, oh yeah, are you playing Nintendo Wii? Oh my gosh, what game is this? Golf? Oh, that's
3: so cool. Yeah. Oh, Star Wars Wii game, love it. Secret Apprentice. When when I saw that, I was like, why did I never have that game? I want that game so badly. (laughs) Get it?
2: (laughs) Wow. What What about you, Richard?
4: um i can't get this quote out of my head but it's get that corn out of my face
2: (laughs) all right john what's your favorite quote uh it's and
1: they don't know i know a buttload of crap about the gospel but i do (laughs) that is a great (laughs) line i
2: think i don't know a buttload of crap about the gospel (laughs) that's really good so um honorable mention from body slam and there goes the referee during one of the matches i think that's great um but uh from Nacho libre it this it's so understated this is it's still an honorable mention um when he goes to the house and he thinks the guy's dead and he oh. just says oh, thank yeah. you for coming here today <laughs> 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 oh man it's just so pitch perfect <laughs> to the wife <laughs> yeah but so then and, um, oh, that, go ahead and
4: that's a tie. that's a tie into the the last movie too where they put the coin on the eyes
2: yeah yeah yeah, it's
4: yeah. Boondog,
3: the boon, boondog the boondog, scenes. boondog scenes. So, yeah.
2: But my favorite quote, and I think I quote this daily, is "Don't you want a little taste of the glory? See what it tastes like." And I just love that.
1: All right, I, I have I have one more honorable mention sure, quote, and it. it's from it's from Body Slam, and I think it's just the ringside announcers when they say, "You cannot control animals like this, particularly when they're armed with lethal weapons such as chains."
0: Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, uh, John, is it your turn uh, for? 80 your favorite scene did you already you already did um quote right you did yes you did yeah, okay did. favorite did. scene john
1: my, my favorite scene is i mentioned it uh in nacho libre their second wrestling match against satan's cavemen the, <laughs> those weird those dwarves that are just spinning around and they're doing some great moves
2: holy yeah. cow they're athletic <laughs> yeah all right richard favorite scene my favorite
4: scene would have to be the we you mentioned it earlier in your recap of win-win but when they're like, no, no, he's like, I don't really have any moves. It's like, but how do you do that thing where you're on the mat and then you're not on the mat? And he's like, you know, I, I just pretend that the opponent is like drowning me in the water and then I'll do whatever the heck I need to, to get the heck out of there. And it was really mm-hmm. funny. Fair and they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You guys
3: practice that now.
2: Do that now. <laughs> I just laughed. <laughs> it was my favorite. All right. Crystal, what's your favorite scene?
3: Um, I'm gonna say Nacho's big final fight, particularly when he like uses a wedgie against (laughs) Ramses.
2: That was good. uh, Pulling
3: the tights up over his face.
2: There's yards of gold tights.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
3: With uh, with with an honorable mention to um, Kyle wrestling Mike and Terry in the front yard. I I oh
0: yeah.
3: I liked that scene a lot, and I loved how Terry uh Bobby. Cannavale or whatever his name is. Um, I loved when he was like, "I'm the ref. I'm the ref." I'm just like... the
2: ref. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my favorite scene is similar to yours, Crystal, when Nacho defeats Ramses after getting um, nun powers and little children's powers and eagle powers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, Crystal. Who is your favorite actor?
3: Um, actually, it, I, I would say Amy Ryan, uh, Jackie Flaherty, the the wife in Win Win.
2: Very good. That's my pick as well. I'm going to honorable mention Melanie Linsky, uh, whose screen time is short but packs a punch. But uh, Mm -hmm. Amy Ryan is my choice as well. Uh, So, um, Richard.
4: I'm going to go with Jack Black. And this uh, has a lot to do with what John said earlier. It's the earnest portrayal of Nacho Libre. It's Mm -hmm. not to make fun. It is to actually portray this lovable, charismatic character. So, Jack Black.
2: Very good. Jonathan? Good. Uh,
1: No, thanks for that, Richard. I have honorable mentions for Moises Arias, who played one of the kids with his mouth agape.
3: Juan Pablo.
1: uh, Juan Pablo. Juan Pablo. He went on to play the bully in the Ender's Game and a few other things. He Um, was
3: in Hannah Montana. Rico. Was he?
1: Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, Also, David W. Thompson, who plays Stemler.
0: Oh. Mm. Uh, Very
1: good. Good kid. But uh, I do want to – okay, I I meant to say this in questions – but I, I just have a question for everybody. Okay, say you're Jared Hess, circa 2005 or whenever it is. It's like, okay, we're going to we're go ahead and help you fund your movie, Nacho Libre. Uh, we just have everybody set in place. All the crew is ready. Uh, there's just an issue with casting. Um, every actor in the world is available with one exception. Unfortunately, we can't get Jack Black to play Nacho Libre. Ooh. What do you do? Who do you cast as Nacho Libre? And <gasps> can the movie be saved? Oh man,
2: that's tough. Oh. Well, not not Jim Carrey.
1: No, I know <laughs> the, the first thought is like they'd have to go with Jim Carrey, but then it wouldn't be good. No, it wouldn't. Yeah,
2: I guess
4: you'd have to go for Horatio Sands from SNL, who would do yes, a good job. Yeah,
1: yeah, but. I I wouldn't. I mean that's approach it like maybe you got your josh gads or oh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh something like that but the thing is i i actually kind of watched nacho libre just like okay well jack black he i mean he, you say this phrase a lot but he was definitely born to play nacho libre like yeah what else can you do like he's born to play it so i think it's good
2: well so let me see what about michael pena maybe
1: uh, I I don't see him being physical. Yeah. Maybe he could, but I mean, th- that's the thing about Jack Black. He's got the weird, the weird way Jack Black talks, the weird way Jack Black sings, the weird way Jack Black moves his body.
2: Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's,
1: it's don't... all funny, but but yet lovable in a weird Jack Black way.
2: I don't know if you even make this movie without Jack Black. No, you don't. Yeah. You don't. probably you not. don't. Yeah. 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 All right then. It's time for some super special awards. If there were a battle royale and every wrestler in all three of these movies were stuck in that ring, who is the last fighter in the ring? John, go ahead.
1: Oh, okay, the last fighter is. Uh, uh,
2: well, it's Silencio. <laughs> ah! <laughs> There's a good chance. So. No, <laughs> no, no! Satan's caveman. Satan's caveman. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What do you think, Richard?
4: I'm going to go with Nacho Libre just because the track record at the very end mm. him doing that big move I think I think so. I think he beats everybody.
2: All right. Well, what do you think Crystal?
3: Um I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it's actually Kyle. Uh, oh be- yeah, yeah. because he's quick and he goes for the ankles. And he's he's just going to he's going to take them all down.
2: So I think yeah. Kyle's an, is a nice bet, but I think Kyle I don't think Kyle can handle 300 pounds of Ramsey's muscle. <laughs> so Ramsey's is just a, an enormous physical specimen and it's all muscle. And I think Ramsey's like, muscles are the number one and I think he wins. That's yeah. true.
4: Yeah. But if everyone ganged up against Ramses at the beginning...
2: Which sometimes happens in these battle royale situations, right?
4: hmm
2: As far as my childhood tells me. So, okay. Best wrestling move... Uh, Richard, what do you think? John, did you give your, no, you said Satan's caveman. Yeah. Okay.
4: So I'll have to just lean back on the, get the heck out of whatever pin you're in.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's not bad. It works. Uh, Crystal, what do you think? <laughs>
3: Oh, it is very obviously the Neeple tweeze. Neeple <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I also love
3: Anaconda Squeeze. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I love the Anaconda
2: Squeeze. John, what's your favorite wrestling move?
1: The only wrestling move that really makes me excited is when they go off the ropes and instead of just clotheslining them, they actually wrap their legs around their neck like on the run
3: oh, oh yeah. yeah oh yeah that's yeah. cool i don't
2: remember if this was the tw- the the twins that had like the super sweet mustaches or if it was the guys dressed in blue or satan's came in but one of them like like went between the ropes and did this crazy flip between the ropes and came mm. and like out of the ring back into the ring and like kicked them kicked
3: them yeah that was the twins that was the crazy caveman twins
2: oh my gosh that was incredible. Yeah. Everything the cavemen did was incredible. But uh, I'll give it to that move, which I I don't even understand the physics of how that worked. So, uh, honorable mention, Anaconda Squeeze. Best wrestling match of all the wrestling matches we watched, John. What's the best one?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's Satan's Cavemen.
2: Okay. (laughs) Okay. You know, how come Satan's Cavemen didn't get to participate in the Battle Jam?
1: Mm.
2: It, It must have been a height requirement. Yeah. Well, mine's the Battle Jam. What do you got, Richard?
4: I'm gonna do Nacho versus Ramses. Very Very climactic, Climactic. yeah.
2: What do you think, Crystal?
3: Um, I'm actually gonna say the uh, San Bernardino arena match with the fans, the very large man and the very scrawny man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what's his name? Lil Bob or something? I can't. Little Will. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember that guy's name, but he was awesome.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that match was really fun to watch. Yeah.
2: All right best illegal foreign object in the ring. What do you think, Crystal?
3: Um, well, let's see. I pro- chains.
2: The chains. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Richard, what do you think?
4: Oh gosh, did anyone get hit with the chair? Because I forget.
2: Someone had to have. At some yeah. point, yeah. someone had to. Oh, yeah, because one of the guys his, yeah. in the Battle Jam, one of the guys, his fav, his famous move is chair strikes.
4: <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's what I want to pick because it's so cliche, but I love it.
2: Yeah. All right, John, what's your illegal foreign object? I'm picking corn on the cob. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so mine is similar. The guy who got the corn on the cob when they were fighting Nacho and Escalito, they just took off their belts and they were just <laughs> whipping away oh, yeah. with their belts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> That's good. Best wrestler name, and it's got to be Satan's caveman, but Silencio is also pretty good. But go ahead, John. I-, I went with Silencio this time. Okay. Very good. Richard? Um, shoot. Uh,
4: yeah, Ramses. You
2: know? Ramses. Yeah. Ramses. All right. What do you think, Crystal?
3: Um, I think I want to say Esqueleto. Uh
2: I do That's love Esqueleto, one. yeah. It is time to put childish things away and become grown adults here and rank these movies. Um, one is the worst and one is the best. And Crystal, you are going to start. What was the movie you liked the third most?
3: <laughs> Body Slam. <laughs> what? Ding ding bing, ding bing, bing. bing, bing, bing.
2: <laughs> Richard, what's your third most favorite movie? Body Slam. Okay. All right, John, what's your third most favorite movie? Uh, body Slam. Okay. I, I always wait for you to like be anyway. Um, yeah, it's Body Slam. That was a really awful movie.
0: <laughs> I,
1: I don't want right? to say I, – I was really mean to it, but at the same time, I kind of thought to myself, if this were a Saturday afternoon and I was falling asleep on the TV, I'd probably really enjoy this movie. But since I had to like – Pay attention, <laughs> pay attention to the movie. Take notes. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, uh, yeah I kind of had a hard time. Okay. Well,
3: yeah. I, yeah, I watched the beginning 15 minutes, like five separate times. God. And then finally got past that point. Um, <laughs> it took, a, it took a lot. It took oh, a lot to get there. Thank
2: you for persevering <laughs> for and getting yeah. through your community service. <laughs> okay. So I'm coming back around. Um, I had a hard time picking my number two and number one. I really enjoyed Win Win. I liked all the really good things it did, and it's my number two. So, mm. John, what's your number two?
1: Um, I I went with Win Win. It could have been uh, could have been worse. Could have been a little better. No, okay. could have been worse. Richard, what do you got?
4: I'm gonna say Win Win as well. Oh, oh my goodness, Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Is it happening?
3: Don't you I, up. I, I have this in writing so we know that I'm not lying. My number two is win-win.
2: Oh, oh my goodness. What? <laughs> I don't think we have to podcast ever again. I think we are all going to heaven tonight, holding hands. I, so. I
1: would like to make a personal apology to you, Roy, because I promised you I would dislike Nacho Libre last time
2: we spoke. <laughs> so okay, so okay, we all picked Nacho Libre as our number one, so now I need to know because you'd never seen this before and I worried because again, like the first time I saw this movie, I thought it was really dumb. But so mm-hmm. you've only seen it once, I assume. Um so then you picked it as your number one. So what's your overall thoughts on Nacho Libre? Well
1: I I I I don't know if I have any further thoughts. Uh, like when I started to to introduce it, I think it comes down to, here's an example of a quirky little movie that I feel doesn't look down on its characters like I've seen quirky little movies look down on its mm-hmm. characters. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, and I think Jack Black is the perfect energy to inject into this because he's this weird person, but it's the earnestness of his weirdness. That carries the movie and I think works. And it, and it, I feel like I'm allowed to laugh with the
2: movie. Yeah. Well, very good. You should know that on our poll on the Facebook page, it is unanimous. All votes for Nacho Libre. Nice. So I guess we're all correct. <clears throat> no controversy. Okay. And then you should know. Okay. Well, we'll get to that. Future business. We'll get to that. Uh, speaking okay. of future business, Jonathan...
1: Uh yeah, let's let's call up let's call up Marie. She should be ready to go live. Marie? Hey. Hey Marie. Okay, good to talk. Okay, now just to make sure I've never said your last name, but it is Livesey, right?
5: Yeah, Livsey. Okay.
1: Welcome aboard. Thanks for waiting. Sorry we're a little bit late. We're always just run a little bit late with awards, but we're really excited. I've met you. And, and Roy hasn't, so I mean, you do have to introduce yourself just a little bit. But I just want to introduce you as a person who listens to the podcast, which is a rare.
2: Oh my gosh! One of the thing.
1: three. Yes, yes. And so I, I just I I want you to say who you are and why you listen to the podcast. I mean, who would do that?
5: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I uh, I was college roommates with Katie. Uh, we are actually still in a book club that we have. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know how many years it's been. Um, And she was mentioning she dated this guy who had a podcast and actually had a couple podcasts. And one was a movie podcast. And I was like, oh, I'd listen to that. And um, so then I finally – and I do a lot of DIY around my house, like um, maybe a ridiculous amount. I actually – well, no, it is a ridiculous amount because I had to get one of those braces for a tennis elbow. And the guy says, Ah. yeah, the doctor looked at me. He's like, Oh, you've got tennis elbow. And I was like, Well, I don't play tennis. And he's like, Oh, okay, sorry, golfer's elbow. I was like, I (laughs) don't play golf either. And he's like,
1: Quilter's elbow?
5: Yeah, he's like, What, what what do you, what do you do? And I was like, Uh, home stuff, like DIY. He's like, What do you mean? I'm like, "Like I finished my basement and I don't know. I've done like projects all around the house. And he's like, Oh, so DIY elbow? Anyway. So, yeah, no, so, it, but it's great because I put it on while I was soundproofing the office and, um, cause my husband started working from home and I was like, this is great. <laughs> I was like, this is long, but it's good. But it's good because when I'm doing projects, then I told Katie, I was like, oh, this is like I'm talking to friends about movies, except I just talk at them and they don't ever respond, but that's okay.
2: <laughs> well, hello, Marie. I'm Roy from the Yours, Mine, and There's movie podcast.
5: Hi. Hi. I've it's heard you a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is nice to finally have you on and and we're looking forward to this and I'm very excited. Um yes. and before we get your three movies, uh of course we have Richard and Crystal on with us as well.
5: Hello. Hi, Hi there.
2: Everybody meet each other. Hey. <laughs> okay. We're
5: meeting. I was just listening to your last one. <gasps> oh, great <movie. laughs> All right. Did you have a favorite? Um, you know, I have not seen boondock Saints, so like, yeah. yeah, so I was like, oh, I think I need to put that on my list, but my list is just ever expanding. Um, no, I think of the three probably ever after, although I didn't realize they changed the name. Like I said, it says how old I am. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, Marie. I'm very excited. Three movies. I'm super excited, Marie. Three okay. movies that are important to you.
5: Okay, so three movies that are important to me. I hear the first one may be controversial, but um Katie was like, "Okay, well good luck with that one." Um so my first one is Goonies.
2: Oh. <laughs> I am oh. so glad that <laughs> someone is forcing John to watch Goonies on this podcast.
5: I like that movie if I yeah, I would I would still sit down and watch it and I still remember the crush I had on Sean Assen as a kid. So anyway, yeah. yeah like massive anyway um and then the second movie is the best years of our lives
2: oh wow
5: you guys heard of that one
1: it's an old uh, one world old war ii people yep. coming home
5: 1946 yep
1: is that the guy with Ooh. no arms yep oh okay
5: mm-hmm. i I've seen that one
1: i've i've seen part of it
2: i've never seen um, it I, it's on my list of um must watch movies um but I, so i'm very excited
5: yeah, yeah, I, I, I came across it probably. So I'm a military brat. So, um, sick days were either prices right or T, you know, TMC classic movies and <laughs> or whatever we had on VHS cause I'm that old. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, so I think I came across it when I was probably like 10, 11. I don't know. And it just kind of blew my mind. Um, cause it wasn't like a wonderful life, which is what I kind of thought it was when I started yeah. watching it. And then like, is a lot more going on. Hmm. So, anyway, I love that movie. Um, and then my third uh, pick is um X Men. The two thousand one. Oh. Honestly, my favorite X Men movie would be um Days of Future Past. But I always feel oh. like if you jump into that one, like there's a lot of like, oh well, you need to kind of understand this and that. So, anyway, yeah. um, but I yeah, growing up was a huge X Men comic book nerd. And so when they made it into a movie, I was like all in and, um, and then I have strong feelings about some of the characters they've left out, but my husband thinks I'm crazy. So that's okay. Can, I uh, think, I think you that believe... you and
3: I would be friends, Marie.
5: Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> can you believe that Hugh Jackman played Wolverine for the first time 23 years ago?
3: Crazy. Right?
5: I'm just excited that they've convinced him to do it again.
2: Yeah. 50. Oh man. He's cause he's got to be in his fifties now, right?
5: doesn't even matter that guy doesn't age yeah like, <laughs> i
4: just saw him on broadway he's amazing oh wow well his
5: his
1: mutant power
5: kind of helps a music with man. That.
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was music man yeah
5: <sighs> I heard oh it. wow I
2: heard he that. played um harold hill professor mm-hmm. Hill. Mm-hmm. wow
5: i think isn't he just finishing up that run
4: i think they've just ended yeah
2: oh i yeah. would love to hear him sing um you've got trouble oh my gosh it
5: I've was seen. really good <laughs> you can see it on youtube
2: okay. for sure
4: <laughs>
1: There, there is a there, there's a Saturday Night Live, an old Saturday Night Live where Andy Samberg plays Hugh Jackman, and uh, like he hosts a show called Both Sides. I play this rip roaring. I play the most manly man in the world, and also I sing, you know. And he, and he just he keeps going back and forth between like this grizzled Wolverine character and this like the boy from Oz, like dancing dancer mm. singer guy. Uh, I I do I like that guy a lot. I really appreciate. I'm my mouth is wide open, Marie, because I I don't think I knew you were this giant X Men fan, and I. I love X-Men comics. I just – I really dig X-Men comics. I love the X-Men movie. And fun fact, I actually – Katie probably told you this, but when the X-Men movie came out, uh, a mutual friend of mine and Roy's, uh, Jake, did this. Roy, you were out of town. But uh, we dressed up as X-Men to win a Sega Dreamcast. (laughs) And we had the best, I dressed up as Magneto, he dressed up as Wolverine, and we went and we had by far the best costumes, but little did we know that all the other contestants were children in this costume. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not mad about that, but I am mad that they didn't give us the sega dreamcast because we had the best costumes <laughs> than all those dumb kids <laughs> and we were at the you know the opening of the x-men movie that is uh, so back cool. in 2000 so uh okay uh great great list marie one of them has a bunch of kids yelling at each other for two hours so that's fine yep. um but uh the best years of our lives is considered a major classic and x-men is well, so good okay this is so exciting
5: and, and honestly, like, I'm the kind of person that, like, any Marvel movie, my friends all are like, hey, are you going to go see that? I'm like, why are you asking? You know I'm going to Marvel. I'm taking my kids along. My 14-year-olds are, like, you know, one's all in and the other's, like, wishing it would stop. But, <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, oh, we're not there oh. yet. Or at least I'm not.
1: So. Okay, awesome. I'm, I'm prepared to go deep into X-Men lore with you.
5: Again.
1: So that'll be, that'll be super exciting, super fun. Okay, uh now, two weeks after that, okay. um, Roy, is, is the poll finalized?
2: Yeah, and it's not close. It was close for a while, but it's not close. So we okay. are doing uh, the categories called Again and Again and Again. Oh. And this is movies that oh, have yay. been made multiple times. And Marie, you voted for this one.
5: I did. So you brought this well, I, on yourself. Yeah, I was going to say I went back and forth between that and the um, buddy Movies. I did not
2: want to do Dirty Cop movies. Oh, I, 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 I thought Dirty Cops was going to run away with that vote, and no one yeah. no one wants to watch Dirty Cops. So it's weird. So let me tell you about this because Too I thought true to home. yeah, I thought for for uh, uh, movies that have been remade, I thought well, normally I say okay, you guys, what movies do you want to watch, and then I'll create a poll. But this one is a little different because you got to do a little bit of research, and I don't if if I if I demand research of the people on our page, then nothing gets posted. <laughs> and I figured, okay, there's maybe like five or six movies out there that have been made at least three times. There's a little bit more than that. But the point is, is I'm kind of taking a little bit of control here. I'm not going to ask people for suggestions. I'm just going to post the poll. Um, and I've done the research myself. And here's my standards. And the first is, we we obviously can't have already watched it. Uh-huh. And the other is, we have to be able to stream it somewhere. So there's like 10 versions of Brewster's Millions, but you can only stream one of them. huh. So that's just right out. And okay. then, then my third standard is what I call Roy's rules. And it's no reboots, no loose adaptations. It has to have the same basic story. Most characters should have the same names. And there must be a few key plot points in common in every reiteration. And then finally, my gut as I, as I am the, as the, uh, the judge and jury. So that being said, I have found 24 sets of movies that fit the bill.
0: Wow.
4: And
2: I will post them and I will, I'll give you guys a sneak peek right here so you can start thinking about it. This is what we've got. Um, so 14 of these are three films, six are four films, two of them have five films, one has six and one has seven. My original thought was let's just watch them all. We haven't done a really long podcast in a long time, but maybe Uh seven. Maybe seven movies is a lot.
0: <laughs> Maybe.
2: So I don't know how you feel about it, and I would let both John and Marie have some some uh, voice here. If you want to just stick to three movies regardless, or if you're like, we could do four, but five is right out, I'm willing to entertain whatever you guys want to do.
1: Really quick, for my own record-keeping purposes, because it's really important to me that the lists that I maintain on Letterbox are divisible by three constantly. <laughs> uh, we, we officially only watch three, but I am open to slight extra credit So that now we, is unofficial.
2: We've done more than three before. In we've the, done six before. So it has to be four or six. Or three or
4: three six. or six, yeah. three or six.
1: One time we did four, but and that was when JB was on, but I everything. reprimanded him, and I didn't count one of the movies that we talked okay. about.
2: Okay, so <laughs> if if it if if it's the three film one, not a problem. If it's the six film one, then there you go. Um, if it is four five or seven, then we will simply right. um, pick. We will <laughs> pick three of them the traditional way.
1: We we yeah, we should pick three, and I just want to say. I I mean, I didn't vote for this category, and I think it'll be really fun. But also, everybody be careful what you wish for, because it's hard enough to watch the same movie twice in a row. (laughs) Watching it three times in a row might be a new experience for all.
2: (laughs) I did think about that, and it might be like by the time we're on the third version, we're like, ugh. But here's what we got, okay? We've got All Quiet on the Western Front, the 30s, Mm -hmm. 1979, and 22. Okay, Okay, we've got Annie, the 82 musical, 1999 Disney musical, and 2014 – Yes. Uh, we have Ben Hur, the silent version, the Heston version, and the new really bad version. <laughs> oh, wow! That <laughs> yeah. We have Cinderella, the animated version. We have 1976's Slipper and the Rose with Richard Chamberlain. We have the 2015 Lily James version, and we have the 2021 musical with Camila Cabello. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We have Godzilla. You forgot
3: the uh, the Roger and Hammerstein's version with Brandy. I don't and count it
2: because that was made for TV. TV. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh! Sorry. Lame. Here come the rules. <laughs> Here come wow. the rules. Yep. Um, and I will say, All Quiet on the Western Front, 1979, was made for TV, but it had a theatrical release. Fine. Oh, yeah. Because it did so Thank well. Thank you
1: for your research. Yes.
2: yes, you're welcome. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do All Quiet on the Western Front, and then I found the loophole. So... <laughs> Godzilla, the original 1954, the mm-hmm. 1998 Matthew Broderick, and the 2014 Brian Cranston. Yeah. Um, great expectations. Sure. Okay, there's a lot of these. 46, oh. 74, 98 with Ethan Hawke and, uh, and Gwyneth Paltrow, and then 2012 Ralph Fiennes. And I kind of hope it doesn't get picked. So Hunchback of Notre Dame with Lon Chaney, the silent version, Maureen O'Hara, uh, the Anthony Quinn version, then, of course, you got the cartoon. Uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the original. And then in 93, you have a movie called The Body Snatchers. And in 2007, you have a movie called Invasion.
1: Now, we all Ooh. noticed that you did not mention the 1978 Invasion of the we Body Snatchers. It. Why I is
2: that? It. We watched it. Yeah. Okay. okay. The Island of Lost Souls starring Bella Lugosi and also The Island of Dr. Moreau with Burt Lancaster and Marlon Brando.
1: Oh, the Marlon Brando Island. Oh, gosh, that's a great movie to watch at three in the morning. <laughs>
2: Okay, Jane Eyre has one, two, three, four versions. Uh, Orson oh. Welles, William Hurt, Michael Fassbender are the three most recent. Fassbender. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jungle Book, the animated version, the '94 Disney live-action remake, and the 2016 John Favreau. Okay. Uh, King Kong, the '90, the '33 Fay Ray version, the '76 Jessica 76. Lange version. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, Jeff Bridges, and the 2005 yeah. with Naomi Watts and Jack Black.
1: Jack Black, hmm. he's he's on this podcast all the time.
2: All the time now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Last Man on Earth, Omega Man, and I Am Legend.
0: <sighs> Excellent. Those uh, are all
2: the same movie. That's true. And let's see, Les Miserables, there's a 1935 version, there's a Liam Neeson version, there's the 2012 musical. Yes. Let's see, okay. we have The Mummy, Boris Karloff, Christopher Lee, and Brendan Fraser. And I I worried about that Tom one, but Chris I decided... I decided with Brendan Fraser version fitting in. It's because they all have the plot element where the mummy is coming back looking for his reincarnated love. So,
1: so it, I, I really like the Brendan Fraser. Yeah,
2: movie. I'm shoehorning it in. Yeah. Oliver Twist. Uh, there's a silent version. There's a 1933 version. There's Alec Guinness's version. There's a musical called Oliver. 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 And there's, Oliver! The, and there's yeah. the Ben Kingsley Which... version. And I'm sorry, but I just can't do Oliver and Company. Um so wow. that's a that's a Roy's <laughs> gut rule it's out. That's so, fine. Yeah. Phantom of the Opera silent version with Lon Chaney, Claude Rains 1943,
1: 1989 Robert Englund version. Yes, the Freddy
0: Krueger version Freddy of Kruger Phantom version. of the Opera.
2: <laughs> yeah. And the 2004 musical. That's and now Pinocchio because we already did the cartoon. So you got the Robert Benigni version in 19, you got the Tom Hanks version the Guillermo del Toro version all from 2022.
1: Wait, mm-hmm. Roberto Bernini was when?
2: 19. No. Yeah.
1: 2019? Yeah. Okay, wow. So like the Pinocchio glut of the past five years. Yeah. We just Yeah. <laughs> Weird, know. huh? Okay.
2: Okay, Pride and Prejudice. This one gets a little squirrely, but I'm, I'm sticking with it. So 1940 version, there's the 2003 Pride and Prejudice, a latter-day comedy. The characters yes. all have the same names and the plot's the same. Uh, 2004 Bride and Prejudice. The characters still have the same names and it's still the same plot. Pride and Prejudice with Kira Knightley and Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I'm squeezing it in. Yeah. You are
1: okay, we are getting the zombies. Okay. Yep. But the Colin a, Firth is right out.
2: Uh because as far as we can tell, there was never a theatrical release. Right, yeah, right. That's
1: a TV
4: thing. Which
2: okay, breaks good. my heart because it's the best thing. fine for me. That's fine.
4: That's fine.
2: Okay, yeah. Robin Hood. We're almost done here. Robin Hood. Whoa. There's a silent version. There's the Earl of Flynn version. There's the animated version. There's Prince of Thieves. There's Russell Crowe's version. There's Taron Egerton's version.
1: A lot of Robin Hood. A lot of Robin Holy Hoods. cow.
2: Oh, wow. Oh. All right. The Seven Samurai, as well as the Yul Brynner Magnificent Seven and the Denzel Washington Magnificent Seven. Mm. A Star is Born. We have Thank not you. watched the Gainer version, the Streisand version, or the Gaga version.
0: Yes.
2: This is the one that Gears, has and gaga. This is the one that has the most. The Three Musketeers. There's a silent um, version, a 33 version, a 48 version with Lana Turner and Gene Kelly, a French version in 1953, the 1973 version with Raquel Welch, rest in peace Raquel Welch. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm watching that movie tomorrow anyway because <laughs> I'm getting ready to podcast about Raquel Welch. Yeah. And 1993 Kiefer Sutherland and then there's a 2011 version that kind of looks awful, but what do I know?
1: 2011 Three Musketeers. I'm trying to remember that. Who's in that one? Uh,
2: one? Um, I don't know.
5: Is that the one that was... It was like There's, a, there's one that was done in France.
2: Okay, that must be that that it. So actually. a recent French. Okay. Finally, 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 Treasure Island. There's a 34 version. There's a 1950 Disney version. There's a 1972 Orson Welles version. And there's the 1996 Muppet Treasure Island. And <laughs> Treasure Planet is right out. It's what? right. Okay,
1: out. dang it. I was going to ask about Treasure Planet. It's I out. wanted to see Treasure
2: Planet. I never saw Well, Treasure you can watch it. Never I don't like it.
5: it. <laughs> My sister loves it. Okay.
2: okay. Uh okay, wait. Did you say Wuthering Heights? No, and I'm not going to research it because I'm done. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, because I can name. There's the Andrea Arnold Wuthering Heights, the Ray Fiennes Wuthering Heights, and the Lawrence Olivier Wuthering Heights. So here's
2: about. the deal: when I post this poll, I will. Uh, I'm not going to allow people to add more options, but I will allow people to comment in the comments, and if they can give me something legit, I'll throw it in the poll. If I if it if it passes my stern judgment. Okay. okay. Okay, but I'm done doing my personal research so Wuthering Heights and also I hate Wuthering Heights but whatever
5: I I love Wuthering Heights oh I hate that story so much oh I love
2: Wuthering
1: (laughs) Heights it's so gothic and weird and just
5: like so many
1: speeches about obsession and
2: weirdness but but it's like it's emotional abuse as romance
5: right and so many times you just want them both to die just please both die be done go away Mm,
2: uh, it's 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 great Yeah, it's great. Okay. Anyway, that's it. So when you're done posting this and we let our our morning period of 24 hours go by, then I'll post this enormous poll and we'll have some votes and we will get really sick of one of these movies and it'll be
1: great. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay, so Marie, you have uh, two weeks to watch your own movies, but you pretty much have a month to really rig that poll <laughs> uh, to the to the three movie the, to the one movie you have to watch three times.
2: And um, the poll will allow people to, to vote as many times as they want because there's half a dozen here that I would really, really love to do. Um, so, and we'll we'll see what comes out on top. I'm I kind of think it would be really awesome and really awful to do Robin Hood, <laughs> um, but whatever, we'll see. Uh, yeah, no, that would be good. I I really want to see the Taron
1: Edgerton Robin Hood because uh, because I I'm sure it sucks, and I want to see it. But I also want to watch the cartoon Robin Hood. Uh, that counts. And the right.
2: Errol Flynn version's got to be good, right? The well, Errol Flynn well, one's got to be. good.
5: Errol Flynn is good. Let's just yeah. be honest. Okay. And and by the way, the 1940 what is it? 1946 uh, Pride and Prejudice, possibly the worst. Oh really? <gasps> yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm. So. Yeah, so many things about that. But anyway.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, if that one... How many is it? One, two, three, I'm, I'm four. Happy to watch
5: the other Pride and Prejudice, even if I have to watch that one again.
2: So there's five of those, and according to the rule of threes, we would end up picking three of those five.
5: There'd be lots to talk about
2: on yeah. the 1940s version. And am I going to get a pick? To, let's see. What are the movies we just watched? Um, yeah, I picked Body Slam. I don't think I'm going to get to pick one of these movies if it comes down to sorting out and reducing this to three films so anyway anyway neither here nor there john that is our future business and that uh, is our future
1: business and that is our podcast i believe yeah we
2: don't we are not picking new categories because after we're done doing that community service katie comes on and brings three movies from her birth month
1: no three movies 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 that she
2: has never seen before that's right yeah yeah very good
1: so that'll be that'll be fun so okay yeah so uh uh, yeah, Marie, you and Katie will get to speak to each other for a few minutes
2: uh, oh.
0: Oh.
1: in <laughs> coming up. Coming We're up glad to, to facilitate
2: that because we know that's the only way you guys can talk. It's
1: the only way you can talk. Yeah. Yeah, we got to mm-hmm. talk about month at least. Sweetness.
2: That's <laughs> Well, podcast, I think yeah. that's it. That's, a,
1: that's the podcast. Okay, well, uh, good journey, everyone. Um, I'll just say really quick, uh, it's been a great month, Crystal, um, getting to know you. Thank you, um, Crystal. Richard, thank you're you. old news, but I've gotten to know you even better. <laughs> uh, and uh, it, it's, been, it's been lively and just a lot, of, a lot of fun talk. So thank you, guys. Um, go ahead and barge in to the Skype calls at any time. We always look forward <laughs> to our time with you, with you too. Well, Crystal, you're new, but
2: we look forward to next time. I'm yep. just saying. Yes, Looking I, forward I to... had
3: so much fun. Thank you so much, really.
2: Awesome. We can't wait yeah. to jump on your guys' podcast in the near future. That'll be fun collab time
3: Absolutely. Looking forward to it.
2: Cool. Marie, looking forward to talking to you in two weeks. We'll have a good time. Uh All right. Okay. Okay. Well, as I said, good journey, and I won't say any
0: more. Bye.